Puzzle cast. <laughs> puzzle cast. Are we recording? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're okay. She's, she's yeah, rolling. Yeah. Hey, folks. Welcome to Never puzzle Seen... Cast. Puzzle Cast. <laughs> never seen Puzzle Cast. Never seen Puzzle Cast. Never assembled any of this. I've never completed a puzzle. Yeah, I've... Okay, I've completed a puzzle before. That's a lie. The two-piece one, right? Where you just got to stick it together. Yeah. yeah the yeah. ones that's like, here's an apple. The dog yeah. says move. Kind of more like, you know, like square block, square peg. Yeah. There was one at Those my grandma's house when I was a child that was like a nine-piece Animaniacs puzzle. And I Perfect. Did, I did that shit several times. Nice. So. Fucking Andy Wigwire Mensa leader over yeah. there. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's great. You're a genius. I know. You're a prodigy. <laughs> well, <laughs> right, well, we should introduce ourselves. <laughs> uh, I'm Andy. I'm Barb. I'm Sammy. <laughs> That was bad. <laughs> <laughs> Let Barb speak. <laughs> I'm TJ. I'm Raymond. And this has never seen any of this. Yeah. Officially. Officially. Yeah. For now. Well. <laughs> Until we do puzzles all the time. Yeah. <laughs> we be, just, that's great radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just just a slow, jigsaw puzzle. Like clicking noises as we're trying <laughs> different pieces. It's kind of like an ASMR yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, do yeah, it close totally. to the mic. But, for, but I feel like this group, there'd be so much cursing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There'd be a lot of me going... <laughs> Forgive my hacking and coughing throughout this entire thing. I'm uh, on the tail end of a cold. Are you always? No. 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 <laughs> I feel like you're just. I always. was when I came home from Paris. I feel like I you're got just always corona. dying. I got. It, no. Oh, good. I was sick when I came home from Paris when we were recording that one yeah, time. Yeah. And then like this time was because like I went to Wuhan a couple weeks ago, and I came back and I'm feeling a little sick now. Wuhan. Coronavirus. Oh. Yeah. Are you dying? Yeah. Are you telling us right now? Is this a this breaking news? You're breaking dying? This is my gift to you, that the coronavirus. Well, Why you no wonder yeah. you locked all well, the doors and windows. Yeah. <laughs> we've seen the, on the news that Washington State has had one case, and he is at the table right now. Yeah. Yeah. So We got there, him here. There you go. You're welcome. Right. I wanted my boys to come, come down with me. Yeah. You're, you're a host and an honored guest. Yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, we uh, didn't watch one movie this week. We, we all watched, watched several. Seventeen. <laughs> so uh, I'm, a, I'm a piece of shit, and I didn't watch hardly anything. No, you're okay. But you're on there, and you I'm can, in there. You'll yeah. contribute to I'm all in there. Of these. And I have so, less than a third of this list. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's mainly Andy. So, yeah, well, I, and I can go quick. I have sure. one more than Andy. Wow. I beat wow. Andy by one. And oh, I made shit. Sammy take one off because I was like, eh, it's not gonna do anything. Okay. So. Yeah. so all right, two more than Andy. Everybody's favorite segment. <laughs> The Wheel of Things to talk about. Yeah. We don't have the sound effect this time. It, the sound effect didn't work last time that's, either. And you didn't true. add it in. Put it in post. Put it in post. Just say putting it in post. That's enough. It's enough. Just yeah. ma- just to have us saying, put it in post over the sound of Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can do that. See, now if I could do that the first time we do it, and that'd be funny, but it wouldn't work if I didn't do it every time, and I'm not right. up for that. We could just That's do work. We could yeah. just do it, not, we could fake doing it in post. We can cheat it. Where we'll just say putting time, it, yeah, put it, in put it in post. Put it in post. Like every time. Three of us, every I'll never time. forget when we did the Marvel <laughs> extravaganza, and I said, bat, bat, and I told you to add in a sound effect, and you did the Walking on the Sun all-star? Bow, down, and bow, bow. Yes, yeah. and you did it every time, and then you mentioned something about, like, I'm not going to do it. And then the next one, you didn't, <laughs> didn't put it in, it. but then the last one, you had it again. It was yeah. perfect. It was, a, it was the great. best. It's and a you, good joke. You're you can't listen to those anymore, so sorry. Yeah. Well, that's okay. I found the recordings somewhere. 
Yeah. We can do that if there's ever a dry spell. Yeah, yeah hey, old yeah. episode. Old oh, yeah. episode. We'll put up a Patreon, and uh, we'll pay people $2 <laughs> to listen to that. <laughs> $2 a month to make sure to it. We'll give them. That'd be great, like a reverse Patreon. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, well, please, yeah, we'll do, please like, listen. Some, yeah, yeah. we can do, like, a one, two, three, put it in post, and then it'll, it'll tap to the thing. Oh, yeah, it'll be good. TJ, I will, I will give you um, the honors of clicking the button. The first yeah, let's, time. Get, okay. let's get going. All right. Click that button, baby. All right. All right. One, two, three. Put, Put it in post. post. <laughs> <laughs> click, click, click. Boom. What do we got? What do uh, we got? Uh, missing Wayne. Oh, That's shit. Andy. That's me. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? There's not fire, fireworks and nothing. No sound. No All sound. Right. Uh, I'm going to try and keep most of mine pretty quick, because I have quite a few. Um, but the Oscars were coming up this past week, and so I decided to try and watch as many of the animated features mm-hmm. that I could, because most of them were available to watch on different streaming services. Right. So one of them that I watched, and actually, I think my favorite out of all of them, was Laika's newest film, Missing Link. Wow. Uh, all right. Uh, a film that I had no interest in seeing, because the... The uh, marketing, like most like movies, the marketing yeah. was really, really bad for this movie. It did not huh. look good to yeah. me. Yeah, and I feel like Leica has this problem a lot with their movies where they are way more centered towards like a 12 to 15 year old audience. Yeah. But the marketing makes it look like it's for a 3 to 5 year old audience. I agree. Yeah. Uh, so like the trailer was nothing but like Zach Galifianakis being stupid, mm-hmm. making fart jokes. Yeah. There's a slapstick. Shit. Yeah. Uh, there is a character in here who is just, uh, like, murder McMurder man. Mm. <laughs> okay. Like, there's gun violence, there's cool shootouts, there's lots of perilous and, and like, danger. Mm. Like, this is kind of close to a PG-13, and it's a really fun action-adventure movie. Hugh Jackman really? plays, like, the world is really cool. Hugh Jackman mm-hmm. plays this guy who's, like, believes in, like the Loch Ness Monster and all these big things, and he's discovered all of them, but he can't ever get a good picture of it because of the time. And so he's gone through, like, 12 different assistants who all have either been killed or have quit. That's That's freaking hilarious. They don't want to put up with his bullshit. (laughs) Does he have his Australian accent? It's more of a British accent. Oh, okay. Because he, there's a society of uppity British men that he wants to get, he wants to be part of their society, but they won't let him because he's not credible. Because he can't ever come back with proof. And uh, he gets a letter saying, hey, I know that the missing link is here in Washington. Right. A large chunk of the movie is set in Washington. That's oh, cool. Like is in Portland. So that yeah, yeah. Sense. yeah. And so they're, they're like, hey, come, uh, come see, I have proof of the missing link. And so he goes to the society. He's like, I'm going to go find the missing link. I'm going to bring back proof. And then I'll make, he made a bet with the lead guy that if he does it, he's got to let him in. So then the lead guy doesn't want to let him in. He's voiced by Stephen Fry, so he's very British yeah. and, <laughs> and evil. He can do snooty. And he yeah, hires oh yeah. a hitman, basically, to kill everybody involved. That's great. And so then the whole movie is them basically trying to escape the hitman. He goes there, and Zach Galifianakis is uh, the missing link, who they named Mr. Link. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's the one that wrote the letter to him because he just wanted to find his family. Oh. Who are the Yetis. Mm-hmm. And so, oh. he, so he, they make a deal. He'll give him... <laughs> He will give him poop if he takes him to the Himalayas so he can have proof of the missing link. <laughs> that's Great. like the best trade in history. <laughs> yeah, and so that's kind of where it starts off. So it's them trying to get to the Himalayas. It's lots of, like, Indiana Jones, uh, like, style. It's very Spielberg-esque in, like, nice. the pacing of the action sequences. There's a really cool sequence on a uh, transatlantic ship across, and there's uh, the animation. They are so detail-oriented, and they mm-hmm. do it on... They don't do... S- 
they do stop motion animation in a very specific way where it's like it's not tiny models mm-hmm. it's like half size models so they're very large models yeah. so they're extremely detailed and there was a sequence where they're on the ship having like a shootout trying to catch each other but the ship is going up and down waves and so mm-hmm. the the gravity of the scene is changing oh, fun. and just like trying to imagine the logistics of animating that mm-hmm. is a nightmare and of course at the end uh, the credits like yeah. it does cool like time lapses of their animation mm-hmm. cool so i thought since kubo did not win best animated feature right. when i think it which it was i, I enjoyed kubo i think yeah. inside yeah. out yeah. inside out beat it which is like okay that movie is incredible and now but <laughs> I was like, this they'll year. probably give it to Missing Link just because uh-huh. Mike has never won. Right. I think, uh, yeah, they've never won. They usually don't get very much recognition. Mm-hmm. And these movies take like six to seven years to yeah. make. Like, they take a long time. Right. So I thought they would probably give it to that, especially because Toy Story 3 won Best uh, mm-hmm. Animated Feature right. a couple of years ago. Uh, but no, they gave it to Toy Story 4 again. Which, which I, is, I watched, so that'll be on my... Yeah, yeah we'll talk about, talk about that. About I like Toy Story 4, but I think it was my least favorite out of the animated yeah. features. Wow. So, I mean, I, I tried to watch all the animated features, too, and I didn't watch Missing Link, and I didn't watch um, the... I Lost My Body? The No, the dragon one. The, I didn't How to Train Your Dragon? I didn't watch the How to Train Your Dragon. So those are the two that I didn't watch. Okay. But when I looked up IMDb, and IMDb isn't a end-all, be-all, but I, Missing Link had the lowest score out of all. See, on IMDb. And I was and just wondering, why Why do you think that was? Why do you think people don't like it? I think, well, it it had a really bad release when it came out. Oh, okay. And I think that it had, like, a, not very many people saw it. It was a mm-hmm. huge bomb. Uh, not They didn't pay for a lot of, like, critics to go see it, so there weren't a lot of reviews out for mm-hmm. it. And so it was a lot of people, you know, non-critics giving reviews went and saw it didn't don't know gotcha. like all the stuff that goes into it right that's half like, the appreciation of the movie the is just appreciation knowing that someone did it exactly. yes yeah that's ha- because when you look at it you could be like oh this is cg like mm-hmm. if i was uninformed i could look at it and go this is a C- uh, computer animated mm-hmm. film right but when you know that it's hand stop motion animated it's through the whole thing yeah. that like doubles my appreciation for it so that's right. that's was my thinking of right they might do it and i read a couple places i mean it won the golden globe mm-hmm. and uh, that doesn't mean anything no. but uh some people were saying that yeah they'd probably give it to missing link so that was one of them that i watched i liked it a lot i think kubo's the best of the Leica films mm-hmm. still but i really really enjoyed missing link and i would watch uh it, it kind of set it up for more adventures with these characters and i would nice. absolutely watch mm-hmm. another one like that we'll see so, it in nine years yeah <laughs> so uh yeah well, that was missing link I and a, uh, a final question yeah um, so, like, having watched the film and, and, and like, a, like, an integral part of the plot is the fact that this creature's duke is worth, like, <laughs> the monetary value of a trip to Tibet. He's gonna give him DNA, like, but they keep making the joke sure. that he's gonna give him poop. Right, right, But, like, did you watch that, and, like, while you were enjoying it, you were, like, a little jealous? Like, knowing how, no. much, how much duke you produce? How much duke I produce? <laughs> and it's not worth anything? Worth <laughs> yeah. yeah. Does that hurt a little bit? Like, if a single <laughs> shit was worth a trip to the Himalayas, you would put Jeff Bezos to shame. <laughs> Very quickly. If you fellas only knew how much I can fetch for a pound of my poop. <laughs> uh, I, I don't, don't want to know. know the don't want to know what kind of sites you're going on to the sell d- that. The dark web is a bad place, fellas. I can fertilize an acre. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's basically... Hit, hit that wheel, Sammy. All right. I already forgot the <laughs> saying that we were going to say every time. Put it in post. Uh, put it in post. Put it in post. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, yeah.
Marriage Story. Yay. This is I don't, I don't know. Raymond was gonna watch it. I but was going I to, and I ended up not. But I think you've already talked I about did. it. And I so I ended up watching it mm-hmm. again for the getting ready for the Oscars. And again, it's something you talked about where we already talked about it. I was just so pleasantly surprised about how funny it was. Yeah. It was so funny. It was really funny. <laughs> it was a really funny movie. That also makes it even sadder. Because <laughs> it starts off with like them reading a list of things that they do like about them. Uh-huh. And I thought for sure that then like by the end of the movie that would like flip, they would flip that and be like oh I actually don't like these things uh-huh. because these are actually twists like I don't really like this twist. stuff right twist I don't like you That's um, twist. but it was it was more subtle than that and even more like surprising and gut punching when it was just like random things that they did throughout the movie that was then brought up later uh. like he shows up to like pick up the kid and it was in a rental car because he lives in New York and has to come to like L.A. to see the kid. So it's a rental car, and they put in the car seat for him. But then when they go to put the kid in, the car seat isn't put in correctly. Uh, so then they have to like fix it. Well, then of course when that comes up in court, they're the, like, the "You lawyer. didn't even, you didn't even put the car seat in right," and like that kind of stuff. Like uh, it was just random stuff that happened yeah. while they were like going through this process. That it all comes in together at the end of court, like really punches you. Like they really go for the that's like rough. deep hits. The, yeah, it's. I think, like, the main thesis of the movie, the more I think about it, is, like, the worst part about divorce is that it's, you're fighting with the person who knows right. the mm-hmm. the things that they love about you are turned into things that they can use against you in a divorce. Right, because there's, again, towards the beginning of the movie, she, like, they put the kid to bed, and she's had, like, one too many, and she, like, slips on the stairs a little bit. She's, she's like, oh, yeah. but, like, she's like, oh, we're fine, or whatever. They but laugh then, about it. Laugh about it, because it's no big deal. But then when that comes up in court, they're like, you got, you've been drinking too much with your kid. Like, they, like, they bring pulling, that up. They gotta pull up they gotta shit. They gotta punches. Yeah, oh, it's, like, it's so tough. And that... And I, I never saw that scene, even though it was all over Twitter, of them like yelling at each other. I never I ended actually. Up hearing the audio of it. Yeah, it's see, really I never watched. Well, I was out driving. Of context. To, right. I was listening to a movie podcast, and they started playing it before they started talking about the movie. And then yeah. I was driving, so I was like, I couldn't just fast forward like thirty seconds. So I right. heard the, the scene. <laughs> well, and I tried to avoid it to not hear what they said to each other. Uh, I, was like, I don't really always, want that to be the parts of that scene that they always show is like is the, climax, is the climax, right? And that has such a beautiful build up to that scene yes. because it there's probably five minutes of them having a pretty civil conversation until it just absolutely bursts. Because it just starts with them sitting like, hey, we should try to figure this out between the two of us. And they're like, sure, we should. And then it just, that's where it escalates to them just like yelling at each other. So I thought, yeah, I'm glad I didn't actually hear the audio until I actually watched it. But, um, yeah, Kenzie said she didn't really like it. I think it was probably too sad for her. But (laughs) I I mean, him singing was great. I like when he decided to sing. (laughs) I still maintain that I think the performances were worthy of their yes. Oscar nominations, but I don't know if I don't think I would have given it a best writing or like mm. a best picture. Right. Yeah, um, I agree with that nominations, but I didn't think it was like a terrible disgrace of a movie right. by any means. I liked it was just really sad and not a fun time. Again, I liked like a lot of the comparisons of the aftermath, what it, his aftermath was like, and hers. Yeah. Like she sings a song and it's with her family, and like everyone's there and cheering her on. He sings a song all by himself kind of singing about being lonely. About being lonely. So like there's two, you know, like seeing the aftermath of it. And, and then, yeah. Marriage story. Marriage story. Yeah. Basically just don't ever get divorced. That's the safe bet. And, uh, Laura Dern did end up winning for best supporting actress. And I, I agree with that. I think uh, she's good. I think she was better in little women. I think she was better in little women. But as I will well. never complain when we're given Laura Dern an Oscar. 
What what awards was it when they were like they did the singing number? That's the Spirit Awards. The Spirit Awards. Oh, we've watched that so many times. It's so good. It was a segment that was the best, uh, the gay and queer moments in film of the year, and the last three fourths of the song was Laura. Everything Laura Dern did in Marriage Story. <laughs> it was just random Laura Dern stuff too. By uh, the end of it, it was just showing clips of Laura Dern, and they yeah. were just singing Laura Dern. It was great. Oh, so good. <laughs> Story. Marriage Story. I'm glad I watched it. I had a good time. I'm never going to watch it again, but I'm glad I watched it once. Yeah. I want to watch the first part again, because it's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. You know the bad times are coming, you're like, all right, all right, right we're, we're done. done. <laughs> Thanks, bye. <laughs> Just end at the marriage part of the story. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, I think it's Ramon's turn to spin that wheel. All right, we'll touch the wheel. Put it, it in post. Put it in post. Oh. <laughs> Oh, it's another one of me. Miss Americana. Miss Americana. Oh. Um, Kenzie really wanted to watch this, so I um, really en- ended up enjoying it. I, uh, by the title, you can't really tell what it, what it is, but... The Taylor Swift documentary? The tw- Taylor Swift uh, documentary. The one until right now that I forgot that I've also watched. Ooh, <laughs> hell yeah. Watch about it. <laughs> um, I thought it was... I, it, I, it was I, yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I was surprised that it was... I thought for sure it was going to be just about, like, the struggles that she had. But it ended up being a lot more about, like, how she made the newest album. Which, mm-hmm. like, is a kind of a documentary you see a lot of. But yeah. how she made the album was, I mean, it really went into all the shit she's had to go through. Mm-hmm. And, like, how people really were terrible to her a lot of the time. She went to court and, a couple years ago. Right? And, and then, then like, all people like, oh, now. you've had so many boyfriends, you're a slut kind uh-huh. of stuff. That came out a lot. It showed the clip of Kanye taking the... Uh, the MTV award from her yeah. and doing that part. That part is, it's hard to watch. Yeah. Oh, it's so it tough. Showed, it showed uh, a scene of him in concert where people were chanting, like, fuck that bitch about Taylor Swift. And I'm sitting there going, Sammy, Raymond, we were at that concert. <laughs> that, But that specifically <laughs> not did not that happen. specific concert, I know. but we were at that tour and I was like, ooh, I feel bad. And I literally went like, oh, I, I was there. And then I started to do that and I was like, no, yes. I was not I was there. Not <laughs> that was not me. <laughs> we were yes. at the concert where he went in on Jay-Z. Yes, yeah. it was all about Jay-Z. An hour late and two songs in, he cuts the music to tell everyone him and Jay aren't friends anymore. And then it goes to do the uh, In Paris song and he says, skip. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, no. And then like another song later, he like ranted again. And yeah. Then, oh, he didn't do yeah. anything the rest of the show. But yeah, then oh. the rest but of the But yes, weird. during that documentary, I was like, oh no. Am oh. I on the wrong side of history? Oh no, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I've I also I also remember like saying bad things about Taylor Swift when she's like, oh, she's had all these, I like, because it was like mm-hmm. middle school so we're like oh taylor swift here's the worst thing i would actually say about her is that her career started as a country artist yes she talks about how like i think she says tennessee is her home or some shit yeah sure when she's from philadelphia and she's from the rich suburbs she moved to nashville right right so it's like she did move when she was very little right like, it it's, does cover... That's fine. It's, yeah. it's yeah. silly to, like, still be going with, like, the country mindset, though. Like, that's mm-hmm. the, the pandering beginnings that they gave and, her to sell her the country artist. When, at this point, you, and it does, you know, it does you talk about that. that. It does yeah. go into that. And, like, it also goes into, like, her deciding to go, like, talk about what she believes in politics when she was in the country scene. Like, I they think, told her over and over, like, you cannot say what you think, I think about that's politics. Right. I think the best scene in the documentary is her talking to like all of her managers because basically everybody except for her mom and her friend are saying do not say anything about politics Mm -hmm. because you're a they kept saying you're a country artist Uh your entire fan base is going to leave you and she kept having to say like i'm not really a country artist Uh right and i can't stay silent when like i can 
do so much impact with my voice. And so uh-huh. there's a scene where she is sitting in a room with all of her managers, and it's all like fat, rich, white guys yep. telling her what she can't do, and she's like sobbing to them, and they're like, yeah, it sucks. And she basically just said, I'm going to do it anyway. So yeah, actually, that was really cool, too. And yeah. then she did, and I mean... It also was really hard to watch when the her last album came out, and then they like she gets the phone call that she got no no Grammy nominations. no Grammy nominations, and she's like, "Well, I just need to try harder on this newer album." And I was like, "I like the last album more yeah. than this one." Usually, it, when people are tryhards, it's worse. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, <laughs> but then she she ended up getting a nomination at least for Lover, the song Lover. Yeah. But it, watching this documentary gave me more appreciation for this album right and and how hard she worked like it's great watching the like process of working on an album is insane like she goes in not having a song ready at all she like writes the song as he like comes up with the beats for it like right there it's like that's so stressful i was trying to remind myself like when talking about musicians and celebrities that like they're people they're not and but watching this i really felt like oh this person that i make fun of a lot she, like, this more than anything else I've ever seen of her. Because I've always kind of felt like they promote her as, like, a fake person. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. this was the first time that I was like, oh, she's a real person with real feelings. And mm-hmm. it's sad, all most of the stuff that happens to her. Yeah. So, I thought it was a very successful documentary in that, in that regard. Right. I, I really was like, because I went in expecting it was going to be, like, how she went to, like, had needed help because she had like met like it, for some reason the trailer made it seem like she had like mental problems and yeah. needed to like go but that never really happened it, in the documentary Emily, it never was like about her needing to go to a group or anything like that which that's what i thought it was gonna Emily get more really of like wanted, the sad uh, aspect of it but it wasn't really that emily was, really wanted to watch it because she's a big taylor swift fan and i was like, swift and i was i was just there i was sitting on the couch i was like <laughs> all right uh i don't really care and we put it on and i found myself like watching it so yeah that's good so there you go, Enjoy TJ's right. favorite documentary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't give a shit about that reptile one. <laughs> <laughs> she sh- shares your name, TJ. Yeah. Swift. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm gonna press. Oh wait, Andy. Andy has a press. I can't read it, but Put you tell it me what I in post. <coughs> Put it in post. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run out of things to talk about. This is another one, one of mine. Ooh, yeah. I wanted to watch that so bad. So it's wild. <laughs> I watched. What is it? Half of it. You watched half of it. It's oh, sorry. You're right. I thought you guys can't read it. Um, I watched because I was trying to watch all the animations that I could too, and I was like, I don't want to spend any money, so I'm not gonna watch Missing Link. But I did watch. Um, I lost my body, which is uh, it was only an hour and thirty minutes. Yeah, long. it's, not very, it's sure. not very long, but. I did not realize until a good... I mean, you'd realize real quick, five minutes in, that it is rated R. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I did not... I was like, animation, this is going to be for kids. And I was like, oh, it no, is, this is, is not for kids. Film. It is a movie about a hand, a severed hand, trying to find its way back to its human, its body. Mm-hmm. Through the streets of Paris. Through the streets of Paris. And then it cuts in between that to the person's life leading up to losing its that hand. That moment. Oh, wow. And it's mm. bonkers. And the hand, every time it cut mm. to the hand, I was like, I don't know if I can watch because it's brutal. The yeah. stuff the hand does to try to get to <laughs> its body. Uh, what is it, oh. like finger blast a Parisian harlot? No. No. <laughs> it's about to fall, like the first one. Oh, yeah. The first thing, like first five minutes when I realized it was radar. It's about to fall off of a, like, the ledge of a roof and a pigeon's there and it grabs the pigeon, chokes the pigeon out, kills the pigeon. To breaks like its neck. breaks its neck to try to climb back up, but then ends up falling into the trash. And then shows its babies crying. 
Like, oh, it shows that it's, like, breaking the eggs trying to, like, get him away. It yeah, breaks yeah. the eggs, it breaks its neck, falls into the trash. It's brutal. I was like, this yeah. is brutal. <laughs> oh, it was brutal. And then, I don't know. I'm like, luck to kill a I mean, it's, <laughs> it's good to know, that, <laughs> it's good to know that you only watched half of it. Because I had to watch the whole thing. I don't know. I don't know what I feel about it. Uh, I feel like it was really trying to put this message yeah. throughout, and I was like, I, I mean, sure. I appreciate. <laughs> I, don't know. I appreciated what it was trying to do. I yeah. got what it was trying to do. I thought the animation was really pretty. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. realistic. I thought I saw it really yeah, realistic uh, animation, which I. But did it was like. it was the third animated movie that I was watching for that day, and I, yeah. I was tired, and I was like, I'll come back to it, and I didn't. Yeah, I'm not sure if I will. It was the second one that I was watching, so. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was. By the end of it, I was like, uh, yeah, I was like, okay. <laughs> you lost your body. You lost your body. <laughs> and that's it's on Netflix, isn't it? Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. So I I meant to check it out because it was available and I didn't. Yeah. It played at Cannes, right? And then Netflix bought it. Ah. What if it was like uh, uh, just like an addendum to a handing in Spokane? Oh or just like from the hands perspective of trying to get back to Christopher Walken. Oh my god, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, again, animation's great if you like. Brutal, what a hand has to do with the hand from Adam's family trying to make its way in the world. If you want to enjoy that, check it out. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There you go. <clears throat> Sammy's turn. No, it would be better. Put it in post. In if post. we tapped it before we. <laughs> no, this is great. This is great content. This is good content. <laughs> Stop giving me ones that are mine. Wow. Stop putting so many things on your watch. Yeah, yeah I guess that's it's true. Rigged. This is, um, so this is the, the last one that I ended up watching. And God, did it take forever for me to watch That's Toy Story 4. Oh, for animation? Well, for animation, yes, yeah, for animation. Say. For the last one that I watched for the animation. Um, <laughs> not not the last thing on the list, list. no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> last one I watched for animation, and I've tried so many times. Kenzie's like, I just don't want to cry, because I know I will cry. So I was like, all right. When we went to go watch Marriage Story, I was like, we could watch this Marriage, marriage yeah. Story, or we could watch Toy Story. And she's like, no, Marriage Story. I was like, okay. Uh -huh. So then we were going to go watch this. I guess we first we're going to watch Ms. Americana. I was like, fine, yeah. as long as we watch Toy Story 4 afterwards. And we didn't. Uh -huh. I was like, all right, fine. But then it came to the Friday before the Oscars, and I was like, we only have two things left to watch, Toy Story 4 and The Irishman. We have to watch one of them. I don't care which one it is. If we finally watch Toy Story 4 and... And this is where Andy, we we'll have to argue a little bit. Okay. I thought it was the best best animation one that I watched, and I guess I didn't I didn't watch Missing Link. I, I so. could be persuaded to think that because I really enjoyed Toy Story. I really it was. To see it. I thought for sure I was like, why the third one ended so well? Why do they think they need to do a fourth one? And then by the end, I was like, of course they had to do a fourth yeah. one. <laughs> they had to do it too. <laughs> they had to. I almost until what happens at the end of the movie, <clears throat> I almost was like, this could have been the third one and the third one could have been yeah until what happens at the very end of it of woody's mm -hmm. story arc it's kind of the ending of woody's story arc is kind of what this one is mm -hmm. so it makes sense how it needed to be the fourth one by the end of it but i was like almost this could have been the third one and then the third one could have been there leaving andy and it could have been uh -huh. you know like the ending thing but i remember going into it back when it came out in june -ish. i think yeah. june-ish yeah is when it came out i remember going into it Kind of cynical, going like, do they need to do a fourth right, one? exactly. Toy Story 3 makes me cry like a baby. They yeah. do all those little shorts, which is a perfect amount of content from that that you exactly. want. It's like five minutes or ten minutes. And long. so I was like, okay, well, let's see what you got, Pixar. <laughs> and I remember crying in the first scene, so. Oh, uh, the first scene is rough. Oh, man. The rain, the, there's a scene, the first scene that takes place in the rain is incredible mm -hmm. that it's not 
photo. I mean, it's so photorealistic that it mm. looks like everything looks real except for the people. The people because uh, you can That's only their you can only do right. It's their yeah. style, right? But like the toys look real. All the environment looks real. Uh-huh. It's insane. They came the up cat. with a their the cat is insane. They come they came up with their own um, engine to create. Um, spiders that would make cobwebs for them within sure. the place that they're like the antique place that mm-hmm. they, so the cobwebs look like a spider would have made them the, like it's crazy a large portion of the movie takes place in an antique shop mm-hmm. which oh. literally is just the Pixar animation studios that's their excuse to put in as many references, uh, references and, and easter I, eggs as possible because I, I watched a video last night of like all the things you missed and I was like god I feel like a dumbass I didn't even look for anything in the background right. while I was watching this movie I didn't even think there about several, looking for it there were several uh, shining easter eggs in the movie oh Sorry. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah. well the first movie why had, would there be the first movie, movie has several yeah. shining easter eggs in it yeah. good god yeah well you know the first movie is it's, I think it's the first one that's uh, partially written by Joss Whedon. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. So that makes sense for pop culture. <laughs> and uh, the first movie only exists because Howard the Duck bombed. Wow. Because George Lucas uh-huh. owned uh, him. Iowa, or he, he owned he had, the Pixar, engine yeah. that became Pixar. Uh-huh. And after a Howard the Duck didn't make as much money as he thought it was going to, he wanted to make Skywalker Ranch. And he needed to sell some of his assets, so he called up his buddy Steve Jobs and said, I got some software, some animating software here, and you use it for fucking something. And he sold it to Steve Jobs, and they made Pixar. Yep. So, there you go. So all these movies exist because of some paper mache duct tape. My God. <laughs> <laughs> I will have to say that it did, Kenzie was right to wait to watch it, because it did mess her up. <laughs> she, oh, yeah. like, was just, like, sobbing at the end, and she couldn't even talk about the movie after. She's like, I can't even bring that up, and we will, I will start crying again. I was like, I get it, because there's a point. It's Buzz is the one that drops the bomb. He's like, he says something, and they're like, yeah. that's not what you mean, Buzz. You mean something else, don't you? And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yep. I know exactly what you mean. I was a bubbling mess in that theater. <laughs> did, did Sammy cry? I did not cry, no. Okay. I don't cry. Man, I'm wondering if you're ever going to cross that threshold. The Toy Story movies hit hit my back walls a little different. Oh, no. <laughs> what Andy? the hell? Because no. my name is Andy. That's, and I did have uh, a Woody and a Buzz doll. And, and you I had, had a dog, dog named Buster. Buster. Yeah. And they all came out like at the right age group for me to light up with God. Andy. Yeah. So like Toy Story 3 came uh-huh. out with like the year before, either my senior year or the year before my our senior year. So I was like, <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. I get it. I get it. Oh. oh, that's it on Toy Story Four, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I liked it, and I could be. I, I'm not upset that it won. It just. I just Pixar ass- is usually what wins best animated right. feature, so I would have liked. To it would see be nice for something else. Something else, win. right? I would have liked to see Leica get a win for once. Yeah. Yeah. They, they should have gotten it for Kubo, but I mean, they should have. Yeah. Well, Inside Out is a masterpiece. Bing bong. <laughs> Are you gonna cry? He's about to cry right now. <laughs> I know the timer went off, but one time I came home after working an all-night shift at KHQ. God I had it. and I had stayed up the night before, so I was going on like hour, like twenty-three of being awake or something like mm-hmm. that. And uh, so I was extremely tired after a very stressful shift at work, and I came home and my sister was watching Inside Out. I walked in the door. As the bing bong send her to the moon for me scene happened, and I just started crying. And she was like, what happened? I, I just walked in the door and started crying. She was like, it took me like five minutes to compose myself in order to just go, bing bong. 
Sorry, <laughs> sorry I brought that up. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, All right. Dude, or, yeah, let's wait, hit it. Let's oh. hit that wheel. Put oh. it oh. in. Oh. It's America's first. game. It's a battle. Thank, thanks, Pat Sajak. <laughs> This, and then I oh, just kept like I looked at the monkey. Like, yep. All right, next one. <laughs> what is it? I don't know oh, what this boy. is at all. It's... What did Jack do? Oh boy! I mean, it gets into that. What? And Jack is the monkey. If anybody was wondering, <laughs> it's a it's a capuchin, I believe. So yeah, it, I think Not it was like last last week. We just mm. woke up to the news of a new David Lynch short film huh. on uh, Netflix. I don't know if it was last week or week before. A couple, a couple weeks yeah, ago, yeah, but it was his ago. birthday. Yeah, yeah, and it's <laughs> it's great. Well, I mean, like it's only like sixteen minutes, like yeah. maybe oh, a minute okay. of credits. And uh, <coughs> I watched all the credits or whatever just because I liked the song that was playing because it's like a creepy like fifties pop ballad <laughs> thing that he does. It would and, be, and and of course the monkey sings. Because uh, it's just like uh, it's like a speed racer mouth over the monkey, oh, and so Jack talks, uh, and and it's in those you know it's bordering the style of rabbits where it Ooh. it's like non sequiturs that are just being <coughs> espoused back and forth, mm-hmm. or just completely taken out of context. Yeah, but like it does build to a narrative as to like uh, you know Jack and his various relationships with uh, the seedy underbelly of this. Uh, the city. Uh, so the premise yeah. of it is that David Lynch himself is interrogating a monkey who may have killed somebody, right? Correct. That is the premise of the short film. What Correct. Did, what did Jack do? Yeah, he might have killed a man. He might have killed a man. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he and David Lynch wrote, directed, starred, edited, did production. Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he did editing. Uh, I know that he did um, sound recording and sound mixing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think he did edit it too. Probably. Actually, he did. Um, uh, this, this screams. I did this. <coughs> oh my yeah. yeah. He did when set. He, he, did, he did set he construction. A monkey. Yeah. yeah, it's a real monkey. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I I forget the monkey's actual name, uh, okay. but he's got a considerable uh, okay. you know uh, real estate in the credits. Um, All right. But it's it's great. I mean, like especially like those weird little like you know Lynchian one-liner things. I've seen a couple of the quotes out of context and just went, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> like his his like weird little like Norman Rockwell turns of phrase employed mm-hmm. in like a really dark, atmospheric, cerebral, creepy way as he normally does. Baby likes to fuck. Oh boy. Uh. Well, no, uh, what it was it, like I, you know it's it's shit like. Yeah, what do you think? Turn up salesmen show up in the middle of winter, Jack. You know, and it's just like, like what the yeah. fuck does it mean? <laughs> but uh, no, I, it was actually really enjoyable. I mean, like it, it's I I fully enjoy David Lynch. Uh, uh, I've I read his book um, uh, Catching the Big Fish, uh, which is like one part like transcendental meditation and another part like filmmaking. Okay, and. So there's like some legitimately like Bless. really awesome like film advice and it like talk he, he'll talk about kind of personal experience like um, uh, kind of marrying music to a moment you know like mm-hmm. when he came up like when he first envisioned that opening scene in Blue Velvet he heard Blue Velvet in his head when in this like this you know going the the zoom down to the ear or whatever like mm-hmm. that was what he envisioned in his head so it's not like using a song that you like it's marrying a music to a moment. 
So yeah. I was like, oh, that's really, really cool. So, like, I've always had an appreciation for the context of how he makes films. And uh, this short film is is rather enjoyable. Yeah. Because he's got a whole range of stuff where, like, I think Inland Empire is almost three hours long. Wow, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and I think that's broken up with stuff that's also rabbitsy. Um, he did rabbits for that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he cut that part out at, for a short film. Ah, there you go. Put it together. Yeah. It, there are parts of that that made it into Inland Empire, mm-hmm. but he made that for that movie, and then while they were doing it, he was like, I could do 20 minutes of this, and mm-hmm. then just kept rolling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, what's, uh, what's the fucking one he did with Nicolas Cage and Laura Dern? Lost Highway? No. no. Uh, uh, it's like... Hearts on Fire Hearts or something? On fire. Yeah. I want to see that really bad. With a crazy uh, Willem Dafoe. Oh, is that? Oh. Is there any other Willem Dafoe? <laughs> oh, boy. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, and that's also something I'm considering because I think next week is my week uh-huh. for a film. And I'd watch some Lynch. <laughs> well, I, a film uh, Dafoe? That would be fun or maybe The Lighthouse because I already own that. So. Oh, mm. I'm down for that. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, we haven't seen well, it, right? Raymond, you I would seen... be fond of that lobster. Oh. <laughs> I know that reference. I know nothing about that. I don't know anything about the movie. Say I it. almost, I almost watched it. So. Lobster. Admit it. Say it. Um, God. it and uh, it, with the timing of the Oscars, the picture from Inland Empire has been resurfacing of um, oh yeah David Lynch campaigning for Laura Dern to get a nomination. So there's a picture of him sitting in a lawn chair on like the side of the road with a giant tarp of her face that says for your consideration and he has a live cow standing next to him. God bless him. <laughs> and, and that picture's just been circulating uh, after she won the Oscar that said it finally paid off. Good. <laughs> good. It's a grassroots effort, people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what I gotta say about uh, yeah. I recently watched Blue Velvet again, and that movie uh, fucks. Your criterion? Put it in post. Put Put it it in post. post. Oh! You didn't have to announce it as it did. I just wanted to get it out of the way. It's a double win. TJ again. What else are you talking about? I'm counting this stuff. Many will never talk again. I figure. I mean, yeah, so I've been doing a lot of... That's like watching three movies. God, like every time I sit down to watch it, um, I've been I've been watching a Critical Role. And Build Critical Role. Yeah, so it's uh, it's a geek and sundry deal, and now they're like very much tied to. Good God, it's uh, a match. <laughs> I guess it's a lighter. We're gonna die. They're very much tied to Wizards of the Coast, uh, who's a company that does Dungeons and Dragons, and is a bunch of voice actors that do a bunch of uh, like anime dubs and video games and a bunch of other great things. Voice um, actors playing D and D. It's phenomenal, and uh, and yeah, their episodes typically clock out at about four hours long, uh, which is actually a great vehicle because my uh, hobby is painting little miniatures, and yeah. it's something that I can just listen to. They do have it in podcast form as well as video form. Sweet. And, uh, yeah, they just play Dungeons and Dragons. And the, Dragons. It's they, always been recommended to me, because I used to watch a lot of Geek and Sundry uh-huh. stuff, like the tabletop, whatever, yeah. Will, Will, Will Wheaton thing. Yeah. And then I, I went through, and, like, there was one summer that I just spent the whole time watching whatever the um, Felicity... What is that her Felicia name? Day. Felicia Days. Sorry, Felicity Day. You or, see her. I have in per- <laughs> like for me to you. <laughs> um, what's her like YouTube show that she? What was the, the name of that show? Uh, the Guild. The, the Guild. Guild. I remember going watching through all of that, and then that's when wow. I subscribed. And then I, it's not great, it's but I ended not. up watching all of it. But... I watched it when they put it up as seasons on yeah. Netflix, and yeah. it was like each each all the episodes were put together into one 
one thing that you could watch, and it was the uh, entire season as like yeah. one episode. Yeah, because I watched. Yeah, I watched it. Then yeah, it always has been like recommended. Uh-huh. Check out Critical Role, but I never checked it out. So it's a uh, it's an investment. Yeah. I mean, because like they're on to their second campaign now, where they started over with new characters, and uh, that's the one that I've started chewing through. Uh, I'm on like episode nine, and there's like ninety four. I think right. it comes out. Every I got to the first story arc of the first campaign. Yeah, and it was. And then, like, a couple bonus episodes where they had Will Wheaton do an episode, yeah. and then uh, Felicia Day did, like, a similar one. Felicity split. Day. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Hardwick's been but, on. Yeah, it was, like, it was it was a lot of fun, but it was, it was hard to keep up with, like, I I probably invested 40 hours yep. into it at that point, and right. I got through the first story arc, and I was, like, two years behind. Yep. And uh, so it's nice that they started over. I know uh, the McElroy brothers have the same kind of problem with the Adventure yes. Zone, where they just started over with a new campaign. Mm-hmm. So as a way to, like, you can onboard right now if you want to listen and not listen to, like, right. years' worth of content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, wait, the four hours mm-hmm. is just part... It's, it's not like a... Session. It's not a small story arc, It's or is it... Oh, how does no. it... No, it's, it's like, like, it's like playing thing. D&D where it's, like, every time they meet, it's, like, four hours. So the right. story okay. is, you know, just 100 talking. plus hours. Right. Okay. Well, and, and granted, like... Battle well, in twenty to forty minutes of that is a break. You yeah. Know, so you yeah. know, it's it's over three hours every time. But right. uh, mm-hmm. I just really appreciate kind of how they've helped to bring D and D into the zeitgeist again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially through like their celebrity involvement with like uh, like Joe Manganiello. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. He's been a huge, huge proponent of uh, of Critical Role and does the Death Saves uh, <clears throat> company. Yeah. Uh, which makes awesome D and D shit, and that's it's great. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's, it's super entertaining. I really dig it. I mean, like, I'm also into the crunchy combat stuff, but I can appreciate the narrative that gets built. Mm-hmm. And now, like, Matt Mercer has his campaign setting is, like, an official D&D release that's yeah. coming out. Mm. So that's, that's awesome. And also kind of indicative of the level of involvement that they now have. And yeah, uh, he's got, like, a, he's got writing credits on a couple of the newer releases where yep. they've taken ah, at least cool. ideas from him. If yeah. Not yeah. Because like, is he yeah. always the, the, the DM? The, yeah. the yeah. DM, yeah. yeah. Okay. They do, like, little one-shots where he gets to play sometimes. But, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, he's the DM. And so it's nice to see things like them impacting wizard stuff and like the Glass Cannon podcast. Um, their DM is now doing like voice acting stuff and they're officially involved in the writing credits for Pathfinder stuff. So Sweet. it's it's nice. just neat to live in this era and watch and be part of kind of like grassroots stuff. Fans are becoming up. creators yeah. for the community. And the critical role Kickstarter oh, was insane. insane. They were asking, I think, for like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. To do like an animated show yeah. that featured their characters uh-huh. and they're all voice actors, so it would be right. perfect. Right. And it's already all written out because it was from the game that they played before <laughs> they started yeah. filming it. Yeah. And so um, they asked for like yeah less like less than a million dollars and they got seven <coughs> seven million dollars <laughs> within like in a, a day. A day. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And so yeah. There's, wow. <laughs> there's gonna be a whole season of that show. That's basically. cool. And on, it's gonna on, be fun. Awesome. On what? No, I mean, it I, might be on Geek and Sundry, I imagine. No, it, it got picked up for something, but I've forgotten where. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, and they've already, the, the, the newest I last saw was that they were approved for a second season without the first season having come out. Amazing. Based on what they did themselves. Okay. It's awesome. But, yeah, that's Critical Role. Huh? You have to get past that's him to, to leave, Barb. The little shepherd's... Barb. Well, now we've got oh. Barb drop. Barb. Um, so, one last thing as this is spinning. So they've done at like Emerald City Comic Con where you they have a yeah, panel yeah. and yeah. it's four that would be a four hour panel of them. No, they, they probably do yeah. special oh, ones. They do live shows, oh, but yeah, okay. their panels are different. All right, gotcha. Oh, 
the final destination. destination. Oh, back to this. That was mine. Because a couple weeks ago I talked about I watched uh, Final Destinations 1, 2, and 3. Yes. Which were fun romps, you know, fun early 2000s. And you barely even talked about 3 because you were like... I liked 3 the most. Oh, maybe you talked... Isn't that the one where you get to pick the end? You talked one of them. No. No, I don't... I think there's a DVD one where you get to pick how Pooh dies in whatever. Oh, possibly. No, three was the one with Mary Elizabeth Winstead in the roller coaster. Oh, that one was my favorite. Oh, okay. Uh, the second one had a great opening scene, and then the rest of the movie was The second one is right. Yeah. Talk. Okay. Yes, All right. Uh, so at, this was several years after that. They decided we're gonna end this fucking franchise uh, <laughs> definitively. Well, the the final. In 2009, the same year as our Lord and Savior Avatar. Ooh. James Cameron blessed us. Uh, so every movie needed to be 3D. Uh, so this movie is a... Is, you can absolutely tell that this movie came out six months after Avatar because it is 3D in your face. Good. to the gills. And we watched it on... Because the original official title was The Final Destination 3D. 3D. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this is just The Final Destination on Netflix. Uh, and so... So you uh, can't see it in 3D? It wasn't available Boo. on Netflix. Oh. Then you didn't really, you can't really review it. Boo this man. You I can't review Netflix. Boo. But it, it had some of the worst examples of them cutting into scenes with bad CGI of in your face, like Mortal Kombat graphics. That's the worst. That's the best. The like opening sequence is like uh, x-rays of skeletons from previous movies and how they died. Yeah. Uh, oh. And the credits are the main characters of this one being killed in terrible ways. See, that's fine. With CG Mortal Kombat esque graphics. Love it. Love uh, it. It's bad. <laughs> this movie's very bad. Um, is this the one where the ladder comes through the bus window? That was, like, and it's like, no, that was the third one. Oh, because I was like, that's a perfect 3D moment. <laughs> Andy so. is now a Final Destination scholar. Yeah, yeah wow. You know every so, kill, every the timestamp so even. This is the, this I, is, I can't wait for the video essay series. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one where they're at a NASCAR race. and um, Oh, the wheel goes flying, doesn't the it? The wheel goes flying. I remember that like in the trailer. It sets up that there's a bunch of terrible, terrible people here, and they all end up you see them all die, and then the kid's like, oh, I had a premonition, everybody get out, and then everybody gets out and they don't die. But, like, at least in the other movies, you had a reason for any character. Right. To, it worked best in Final Destination 3, because you liked Mary Elizabeth Winstead. She's a good person. Mm -hmm. You want her to make it through the entire time. Yeah. Everybody else is expendable. This movie has none of that. <laughs> everybody is, like, not just a bad person, but, like, a terrible person. Okay. <laughs> there is a man... The, and... The best part is most of them don't have names. So if ah. you go on IMDb and look at the cast, it is racist. Oh, <laughs> oh no. One of the characters who gets killed in a like an awful way in front of her children is credited as Hot Milf. Hell <laughs> yeah. She Hell gets like decapitated yeah. in front of her kids. That's <laughs> sick. That's a chance, Barb. And uh, free. <laughs> her husband... Who has who has lots of speaking lines is credited as Milf's husband. Nice, oh my god, that's amazing. That'd be really fun. <laughs> it's one of those movies. It was fun in how bad it was, but it was definitely like the quality. Like the other ones were like fun, campy times. This one's just like straight up bad from two thousand nine. My dad has a three D TV. We should buy the three D version. Yeah. Go and watch it. There yeah, there's so many like. Whoa, where they like poke at the camera. It's right. so bad. Me and Andy can just split a bag of edibles first. Yeah. <laughs> There's one one of the characters is a security guard that uh, tries to 
he helps get everyone out, but he's one of them that gets saved from death. Tony Todd's also not in this one, so, like, who fucking cares? Right. Boom. <laughs> uh, but the security guard gets everybody out, and they're like, oh, everybody's dying. And, of course, in every movie, they always come to the conclusion that if somebody dies out of order, that'll screw it all up, and uh-huh. we'll be okay. But then it never does. No. They never, they never get past that plot point in any of these movies. Don't feel safe. And they always come, they always are like, I had a premonition, and then they find, like, evidence that this has happened four times before, and everyone goes, you're fucking crazy. All happening in the same town, by the way. (laughs) But, so the black security guard is at home, and uh, the aforementioned character named Racist blames the security guard for everybody dying. So he shows up at his house to uh, put a burning cross in his lawn. He's a witch! Uh, But it... His truck turns on and ends up dragging him down the street and dropping oil and lighting him on fire, which is great. That's pretty uh, good. fun. <laughs> but the, that man inside, you find out later, is willing to kill himself to stop the the death process from happening. Literally just because he's depressed because the rest of his family died. And that's like a plot point and they're like, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> they stop him from doing it. They, they stop him from killing himself. In which he dies in the next scene. Oh. So. Wait, so is it, do they end it in a way that it's like, this is the final one? Does it have a ending? The ending is my favorite part. (laughs) Hit me with it. The ending is, uh, they're all like, for some reason, and I never get it, but in these movies, they get no confirmation that they fixed it. And they just go, we've done it. And then go their separate ways. (laughs) And then like three days later, he has another premonition and figures out that they're all going to die. And then, once again, all the people that he that the person just saved from near death don't believe him anymore. Good. And so, uh, his girlfriend and her best friend go to the movie theater to watch a, and I quote, chick flick. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, but there's a con- they're building new screens at this movie theater, and so there's a lot of <laughs> flammable barrels in, uh. in the back behind the what screen. Is this fucking donkey kong. What the <laughs> so fuck is and so he has to get to the mall to find the theater that they're in to tell them to get out, but this chick flick, which when they show it, looks like a John Wilk, John Wick action film. Fucking A. Um, and has a, a new, lot of, it's just the new Charlie's Angels. Has a lot of, ex- <laughs> has a lot of explosions, and uh, he's going in, and of course, this chick flick is playing in every theater of a 25-theater multiplex. Yes. So he has to run into the different theaters that are playing at different times to try to find the one that his girlfriend is in to get her out. Casey's a juggernaut. Yep. And he gets out at the the perfect time, but her friend won't come because she won't believe him, and she has to draw a line of when we're going to start believing this poppycock. Right, Even of course. Gotta, of gotta, make a, stand on gotta make a stand. And then in the movie, they count down and say, time to die. And then the whole movie theater actually blows up, and she yep. gets, like, a ton of, like, steel rods to the face. So that's yeah. Like, well, that's how that one ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great. So I love that. And then they end up dying off screen during the credits. Ah. The main character does, so. What? And that's it? Yeah, that's it. Wow. It's but, okay because like four years later they came out with Final Destination 5, which I haven't oh, seen. Oh, ah. I, I thought that was the last nope. one. No, no, <laughs> it, it goes yeah. one, two, three, the Final Destination, and then Final Destination 5. That's like X-Men. Which, <laughs> which <laughs> I'm looking for, it's, they're all available on Netflix except for Final Destination 5. So it must, must be the best one. I'm looking forward to finding it because that one has Tony Todd in it. Okay. Mm. And I think they just recently greenlit a new one. So yeah, they did. Oh, we'll be getting a new one. Hopefully uh, from like Blumhouse or something like that. Something It'll be cool. like the the Saw reboot that they're doing with Chris Spiral? Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. Are we going to talk about that? Because we should. 
From I the s- Book of Saw. I hate the title, but that movie looks fucking awesome. It does look I, good. I've heard nothing about this. Uh, Chris Rock got the rights to the Saw franchise. What the fuck? It sounds crazy. Yeah, right? It sounds stupid. Uh, after seeing Jigsaw, I was like fine with them giving it to anybody who <laughs> did Jigsaw. I love these movies. They're terrible, but I love watching that trash. Why? I don't know. I love watching the song. You just like watch Donnie Wahlberg suffer. That's true. <laughs> yeah. They're absolute I mean, trash. In that the, makes it better. In the fourth one, when he gets his head blown up in between two ice blocks. Yeah. That's a gif I have on repeat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, that's no, but yes, uh, Chris, Chris Rock co-wrote and is executive producing and is starring in a new Saw movie called Spiral from the Book of Saw. It's a stupid title. Yes. Samuel L. Jackson is in it. Well, it's just for it's the it's just for the reveal on the trailer where it goes Spiral and then it like slowly you see beneath Spiral it says from the Book of Saw. It's like, oh, wow, ooh. Wow, 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 wow. And you see Samuel L. Jackson turn around and go, we playing games, motherfucker? Yeah. Or wow. wanna play. He says wanna play. Oh, yeah. He does say it. I'm very excited for it to turn out to be Chris Rock's uh, new partner. That he's Jigsaw all along. But, uh, uh, literally, the last part of the trailer is um, Chris Rock is handcuffed to a, a, a bar or whatever, and he's holding a saw, and he's like looking at his arm. He's uh, like, oh, gonna but, have to do it. Yes, yeah, so in this trailer, you don't see any of the, the gore porn oh, or, right, or yeah. traps, which leads me to believe that this might actually be like a thriller, like the first one I again, hope so. going back to the basics, because that first Saw movie mm-hmm. is a really, really good movie. Very good. Yeah. All I thought of when I started to see the spiral stuff was that uh, manga that I read. The, mm-hmm. the Junji Ito? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is it going to turn into like everything's a spiral? I don't think I would know it was Saw if it wasn't playing the music and then yes. it says Saw at the end. I and then Samuel Jackson says... Want to play a game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and it would be great if it was just like the uh, the first ten minutes of Scary Movie Four, but like for two with hours. Doctor Phil. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Phil and Jack. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't or, thought about that in forever. Or, or more you like you seem a, to have forgotten that 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 is a subplot through the entire film. It's <laughs> <laughs> not the first ten minutes. That's through the whole movie. <laughs> god damn it. Well, no, it'd be great if this is actually just like a black dynamite kind of take on. Oh uh, uh, yes. Uh, yeah. One of my buddies from film school is working on this thing, and it's like a Lovecraftian, like black dynamite kind of thing, Good. or whatever. And <laughs> it's so fucking goddamn funny. Yeah. It's like they're they're in the pursuit of the Negronomicon, oh, and, <laughs> and yeah, I there's 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 names that as a white person I, I cannot say. say. <laughs> I cannot say. Uh, respect it and leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, he. But that was my time with the final destination. Great. I'll let you guys know when I get my hands on the last the, the one. The fifth one? Hell it's yeah. a treasure. You gotta find it. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a hunt. It's a hunt. <laughs> final, is, it, is there a title? <clears throat> final Destination 5? Yeah. Is that it? That's what that one's called. Oh, okay. The new oh. one that's coming out? Uh, there's not. Klaus. 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 Oh, this is also me. And me. I watched it Oh, too. you watched Klaus too? Yeah, I told you. The only ones I didn't watch oh, yeah. were uh, the Dragon movie. One and Missing Link. So Klaus was uh, one of the Oscar-nominated animated films. It, was, it was, came out around Christmas. Yeah, it's yeah. a Christmas film. I almost cried like three times. Yeah, that one <laughs> also made me... I didn't cry, but I almost cried yeah. several times. Uh, it's an animated uh, Swedish? Uh, German? Sure, yeah. I, I'm so sorry. I don't know where it's from, but I know it's foreign. And <laughs> yep. it was really pretty because it was a it was a mixture of 3D and 2D. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was very much uh, reminiscent of Spider Verse's animation. Oh yeah, okay. So because really yeah, it, it's very unique. Yeah. yeah, it reminded me of like some video game, like indie video games that I played, kind of a thing. Where it, it was, was just... very expressionist, like um, 
TJ, you're going to be the only one that gets this, but the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Uh, I've yeah. seen that. You've seen the cabinet. Yeah. Well, then I'm the only one. Yeah. I'm, I'm the fuck. <laughs> so, sorry, sorry for assuming that the 1920s uh, German expressionist film is not the most accessible. It always just reminds yeah. me of that early Portlandia yeah. sketch with, with Fred Armisen as, uh, delivering Netflix. That's how dated it but was. But a lot of the art direction yeah. seemed very much inspired by that because it's very large buildings that go off in different directions. Creepy yeah. long shadows. Yeah. Yep, and fun stuff like that. The the voice cast is great. Yes, it's got, um, uh, Jason Schwartzman. Jason Schwartzman. Right. Um, Kla- uh, Klaus, Klaus is played by uh, J.K. Simmons, mm-hmm. oh, which is great. Uh, Rashida Jones, Norm Macdonald, uh, Joan, <laughs> Joan, Joan Cusack so is the bad person in it, of course. Like yeah. she plays a great <laughs> bad Joan, person. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's like it's it's basically like oh, you thought you knew the story of Santa. Here's the real story of Santa. But right. it done in a unique enough way that it wasn't like most movies that come out that you can guess. I, I would say it was, I would say the storyline overall it was pretty cliche, just because yeah. it's like a snobby dude that has to be sent off to do something different, and he comes across this town where the two halves of the town hate each other, mm. and it kind of plays out exactly how you expect that mm-hmm. to play out. But I thought it was. Uh, quirky and fun yes. enough oh, that, yeah. that it was charming throughout Right, the and I like the stuff that how they explained how Santa, Santa Claus Santa, <laughs> Santa Claus oh, Santa. comes to Santa be like Claus. like the behind the scenes stuff like you've seen in other movies but don't, done in its own way of like how they think that they're, that he can fly or how he started to deliver gifts and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And, and then you learn his backstory and you want to curl up in a ball and cry. Yeah, There's, I mean and then the, the two, because that's really sad but then there's two times where it's just, like, so happy uh-huh. that I'm almost, like, starting to cry. Like, he makes that toy for that one girl that doesn't speak English. Uh-huh. Like, I almost cried at that part because I was like, this is just so nice, yeah. so sweet. Then, th- then I hated the ending. Yeah. Because <laughs> they explain everything. Do you guys care if I tell you? Do you, you want to? <laughs> Does Raymond? Raymond I, I do a little yeah. bit. Okay, I then I won't. Spoil but but I'll just say that they do a good job of explaining how Santa, Santa Claus... I almost said Santa, Santa Claus again. I don't know why. <laughs> Santa Claus. How he... How, like, explaining, like, real... Not realistic, but, like, showing how all the things it you know about Santa Claus. Why kids would think he's mad. Right, yeah. yes. And then at the end, it's just, like, it does not explain one thing that... Uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, it did not explain that at all. Uh, it's just like, okay, and bye. I did. I was watching it. And did absolutely think that the movie was over and went to go turn it off and there was 15 minutes left. Yeah, uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> and then that last 15 minutes, I'm like, oh, why did it have to end that way? I it could have ended wa- 15 minutes and ago. Like, yeah, and, but it should have ended 15 minutes before yes, it did. Yeah, and I feel like they didn't do a good job of the last explanation. I was like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> that being yeah. said, I could see myself putting this on around Christmas time. Before I ta- saw Toy Story 4, I was like, I was going to vo- gonna vote for Klaus yeah. to win. Because so I was like, it was really, I really yeah, liked it. really, really good. And Netflix has a very good animation department. Yeah. Like, they know what to buy and what to distribute. And this is a good movie to have uh, on Netflix for around that time of year because people are looking for streaming yeah. Christmas stuff to put on in the background that's not just the same old stuff. And, because I, again, watched it for the Oscars, so I watched it, like, on Friday. Uh-huh. And I... It's a good it's, movie that you could watch It doesn't have to be Christmas. Yeah, it does It doesn't a movie that's overly... about Santa, not necessarily just a Christmas movie. Right, because yes. it, it's him, like, starting to deliver gifts to kids, but it's not because it's Christmas time, so right. it doesn't feel like Christmas towards, like, until, like, the end, where they're sure. like, let's do this for Christmas. It's, it's like Home Alone, where that that is a good movie any time of the year, right. Right. and it's just a small portion of the plot and is a, that it is at Christmas time. Like, right. di- like Die Hard. Yeah. 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 Same kind of thing. Yeah. Um, just like that. 
I hate to throw a wrench in things. Oh, oh no. Uh, but I, I do have to bail here in a little bit. Uh, do we do Oscar oh. talk and then I can Irish it by? Yeah. Let's, yes. do, let's do Oscar sure. talk. Okay. Oscar cool. talk. Right. Only if it's the next one that lands. No, oh, I'm shit. <laughs> All right. So uh, I watched the Oscars on Sunday night. I watched the Oscars. I watched a portion of it. I was at work, so I saw highlights. <clears throat> Oh okay. yeah, you're always working during yes. Oscars. <laughs> yes. I think we both worked uh, uh-huh. the same shift during Oscars and gotten updates from these chuckleheads. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I know that the Oscars are dumb. They usually piss me off, but I always, I always have fun watching the ceremony. There, it's all the making your predictions. I always have a fun mm-hmm. time guessing like what's gonna win. I always love many, just stealing money from yeah. my family because I always win. How many? How many? <laughs> of these can I predict correctly. I usually do very well. Yes. Oscar, sure. um, yep. How'd you do this time? I don't. I did not do great, but I've never been more happy about right. not doing right. well. I. That's. I think that's, I got my yeah. best score. I got. Yeah. I got. I got twenty right out of twenty four. Wow. So, yeah. And the um, ones I missed, I was again. I was like yeah. happy that I missed them. <laughs> so the ceremony itself. This is the second year that the academy has gone hostless. Had, oh, have boy. no host. How and brave. I thought last so brave of yeah. them. I thought last year it Thank actually you, worked pretty well because they had yeah. people come in and. And it was like, they, because they don't really need a host, in my opinion. And I thought last year was a good example of yeah. how to do that. And then this year felt... Sucked. Yeah, this year was bad. They had people, Raymond, come out to I then introduce this. people to come out and introduce. It there, was insane. I was like, why are they doing there this? There was one, Mindy Kaling introduced, um, I think it was Emma Thompson? Somebody. I don't even remember. But mm. Min, I remember Mindy Kaling introduced somebody who came out and introduced yeah. a category. For an award, I was yeah. like, "Why didn't they just come out?" There's an announcer announcing when we're going to break and stuff. Why right. don't they just do that? Because the, that—that's what they did last year, right? They still want to have the principle of having a host without employing. This one was probably the most dumbfounding moment of the night. Was the lead actor from the upcoming In the Heights movie, who was in Hamilton, uh-huh. uh, introduced Lin Manuel Miranda? Oh, yes. and, and freestyle rapped. No, that. Oh, that a different thing. That was a different yeah, thing. Yeah. That was a different thing. I don't know what that guy. I don't, I don't know who that guy kid was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but the <laughs> halfway guy... through, they were like, "We're going to do a rap update of what's happened so far." And a guy oh, rapped, and it was a freestyle, freestyle rap. And then he right. said, "Yahoo!" Thanks, like, bye. With the... Questlove as a DJ. <laughs> yep. Sure, he's always there. <laughs> the shtick of it yep. is that this guy freestyled it on the spot, but like they didn't introduce it. That was the one thing that they didn't introduce. Uh-huh. So like nobody really understood what was That's going what on. That's what the kids like, <laughs> rap. Yep. Yeah. But, so the in the lights, in the heights, and Hamilton kid introduced Lin-Manuel who came out and said thank you and, and then said music's a big part of movies there's been lots of songs that have been in movies and you think of those movies when you hear those songs that was absurd yeah let's then, watch then, this yeah. montage then the montage I didn't hate the montages I thought they were kind of cool uh but and then it didn't need to be it didn't mean introduce. here's what was strange the stage r- comes up the end of it ended on a shot of uh, Marshall Mathers himself in a yeah. pile in his car, <laughs> yeah. and then he showed up on the fucking stage. The stage <laughs> rises up from the ground and lose yourself. The lose yourself. The entire thing. <laughs> it's shot of every white person in the audience losing their fucking mind. Except Mar- Martin 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 was he... falling asleep. Billie <laughs> 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 so Eilish had one of the funniest reactions. Yeah. Yeah, she was, she was looking like, around like. Are we high? Is this <laughs> happening? Going on? Is this really happening? But uh, uh, the guy that Brie Larson brought was losing oh, yeah. his fucking mind. Oh my god! <laughs> and I, I mean, a lot of people were like singing along or I like bopping their head, but the, like. So why? I read afterwards. The story behind it was was actually kind of cool because when back when he was nominated, they said two thousand three. They yeah. said, "Do you want to come perform?" 
and he was like in a real bad place and said, no, I'm not going to win. I'm not good enough. I'm not going to show up. So he didn't even watch. He didn't find out he won the Oscar till the next day. Oh, fine. And so he turned it down a long time ago. And so then I guess they wanted a surprise, and he and he agreed to come do mm-hmm. Lose Yourself, which is cool. But you have four introductions, and nobody mentioned that Eminem was going to be there to sing Lose Yourself. He just showed up. <laughs> I mean, I guess cool surprise, but like... I was so confused. Wait, wait till the 10th? 10-year anniversary of him winning? I don't know. I feel like it's such a... Or or 20... Yeah, I guess the 20-year anniversary. Because it's like, it happened in 2003. It is now 2020. What is the significance of him coming out and performing? Also, (laughs) read the room, Oscars. (laughs) Eminem might not be the celebrity you want to bet all your horses on. It's like, at this point... The some of the biggest complaints is that the Oscars are way too long without even like they're so long. Yeah, it's self congratulatory, but they yeah half oh, the awards are not given on stage on screen. And you I know? think they so did. A, like, I think they did a good job this year of being in the time that they needed to be in. Yeah. but still, that was. But completely... it's like yeah, you could cut two thirds of that stuff and just yeah. show more of the awards. Being right. On instead of doing it did better than the Grammys or the Grammys not yeah. showing any awards. Yeah. I was pissed at the Grammys this year, but. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah, that was, you know, and, and also another one of the lows of the Oscars for me was that uh, everybody, they kept, sorry, I'm burping. You burped a lot. You burped a lot. We're just making sure you're okay. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Do you need me to pat your back? No, I'm okay. Uh, but they kept, they kept joking. Like, uh, they kept making jokes, like, Chris Rock and Steve Martin came out. Oh, and that was so whole monologue about how, like, oh, there's no black people. Like, we're not uh, very diverse. And it's kind of like, they kept making jokes about it. But you're the problem. You uh, can fix this. You yeah. are the, literally the people who can or fix this. Or the opening number where, like, a lot of people were dressed up. Janelle Monet did an entire number, and it was all... Like homaging films that should have been nominated that weren't. Right. Yeah, she so, came out in Midsummer. 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 Us. Us. Um, Queen and Slim. The Dolomite. And Dolomite. We're yeah, all we're like all part of that opening number, uh-huh. and none of them were. I was like, is that is she making like did she choreograph that and is like making fun of the Oscars or mm-hmm. is it the Oscars making fun of themselves? And, and at some like, point, it seemed uh, like every it seemed like every person who came up said something about it. Which I'm not saying is a bad thing, but at some point in the night it was like, we get it, and you're the problem. So, like, just stop complaining about and it. Walking Phoenix and made sure to talk about inseminating cows. He, he rambled. But not he's a, got a documentary that he's done the voice of that's for that. Right. He rambled, and he got political, which is, can be annoying. But it wasn't as rambly as Renee Zellweger's Holy shit. Yeah, it was so funny for him to come out and say those things, and then for her to come out and literally do the exact opposite and just talk about how... She just named just people. Just named people. people. Yes, yep. yep. Just yep. named people. For a movie that I've not... I'm not convinced I, exists. I, <laughs> I don't think afraid of watching it. Anyone has seen that movie? Is no one's seen that movie? I, I, no seen seen that movie. People say it's fine. Yeah. Either it's fine or that like Liza Minnelli did not approve the movie and she has not. She seen won't it. approve. Uh, it. Right? No. But she, I, she, I feel like she's very much a character from Arrested Development. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, she, yeah, like I, like I said, I was like, I'm Lucille too. Going into this weekend, I was like, I could red box Judy. I yeah. could get it on Google Play. I could watch this movie before Sunday. Why? I just want to watch Chicago. Yeah. yeah. So I just watched Chicago again and went, we're giving it to Roxy. <laughs> there you go. It's one she's, of those uh, sorry winning, Oscars. She didn't win for Chicago. There you so go. That's what we're giving it to her for. <laughs> so that's, that's where I was. Uh, the best part of the yeah, evening. Yeah, who gives a shit about anything else? Was Parasite. Parasite. Sweet. Fuck up. They Sweet. swept. <laughs> 
They swapped. They swapped. Yes. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> Bong Joon-ho was so excited every time he was on stage. He, he was like a little kid giddy looking at his Oscar. I love that moment when his, uh, who's the other person there up with him? It was his co-writer. No, his co-writer came up and uh, talked too. And he oh. is behind his co-writer looking at his Oscar giggles <laughs> and then like goes back up to like focus it's so I saw funny that was like it would be very funny if if in reality he was saying like fuck y'all i did this this is mine fuck everybody and then his translator was like i'd like to thank Mark <laughs> Mark <laughs> he... oh, that, that part was, was that was his director's so, speech was so uh, talk so about, sweet talk about taking a very controversial uh category because mm-hmm. there was no female directors mm-hmm. uh, another thing that i felt like is a very important thing to to bring up, but maybe like the fifteenth time of the evening. Was uh, uh, yeah. I was happy there weren't any female directors. I wasn't even at the same house as you watching it, but every time they showed Greta on screen, I heard you go <laughs> from a like just from a from miles away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but like talk about taking what people were like going to be pissed about because there was no female directors. There was very worthy female directors that could have been nominated. And Martin and, Scorsese. Scorsese against Todd Phillips. Yeah. You know, and Scorsese didn't win. And talk about people being mad, but Bong won. Everybody was so happy about that because yeah. nobody yeah. thought he had a chance in hell. Yeah. Right. And that's, I was like, I want to vote like last year for Parasite, yeah. but I'm like, they're not, no, I like, they're not going to get it. Yeah. I know. I voted for Parasite for Foreign, and I think I voted for it for Screenplay. Um, but I, I was did, like, but I knew it was a long shot. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to vote for it for best picture, but they're not going to give it to it. But then by the got closer to that last award, and I was like, they might do it. They uh, might give it to. So Bong didn't win any of like the big indicator awards. He uh, tied with Sam Mendes for DGA, and uh, and when that happens, like Sam Mendes had won all the others, so mm-hmm. everyone was going, it's going to be Sam Mendes for nineteen seventeen. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. which would have, by all accounts, been like, yeah, okay, he that's who I voted for. Yeah, yeah, but I mean. Bong, Our boy Deacons won, Bong, and that's good. <laughs> yeah. Bong deserved it, but we all assumed he would never get it. Right, so it and was that like, was a long shot for sure. Yes. Yeah. So when he won that, I was like, oh my god. They, yeah. They might have a chance at Best Picture. Yeah. Yep. And they did it. And then it won. And then they did it. Yeah, just but crazy. Him, yeah, him calling out, and like, saying Martin Scorsese, and then also, like, giving thanks to Quentin Tarantino was just so... It was, They're friends. It was so was, great. It was, yeah, yeah it was, was cool. what a great speech. And the rest of you are cool, too. Well, I like that. Yeah, what did he say? If I could take a Texas chainsaw and cut this into yeah, I can sure have a yeah. Texas chainsaw. Yeah, that was yeah, funny. Was like, that that is a very, very nice specificity. Yeah. <laughs> the um, so uh, Bong Joon Ho is the oh, the second person in history to to win four Oscars to himself in one night because since he wrote it and directed, he got director and he got screenplay. Yep. He gets it for Best Foreign Film because he's the writer and director and producer. And he's a producer, so he gets it for Best Picture. So he has four Oscars. God damn. Only one other person in the history of the Oscars has ever done that, and it was Walt Disney in the early 50s. Yeah. God damn. So you got yeah. Bong Joon-ho and Walt Disney are the two record holders for the amount of Oscars. <laughs> and man, been. would Walt Disney well, be pissed. <laughs> well, and how many how many foreign directors have gotten Best Director? Because I know well, in Yari... In, did, uh, did Guillermo? Yeah. Yeah. Did he? Oh, I know, yeah, yeah, I know. Inyari, I think he did. Inyari too did. Yes, for yeah. the Revenant. Yeah. Oh no, for yes, uh, yeah, for Revenant. Birdman and the Revenant, I think. Yes, I, no, tw- no, 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 just no. Birdman. Um, because Alfonso won for Gravity. Alfonso yeah. won two years and in Alfonso a row. Alfonso won last year for. No. No. He won two years in a row. No, he did not. No. No, Inyari too won. Okay. Inyari, yeah, he won two years. Inyari. Oh, maybe that was the one. I knew someone won two years in a row, which I was. But Alfonso, did he win last year for Roma? 
Oh, probably. I think he did. Oh, okay. I don't know. I hope he did. <laughs> but, but I mean, last year when Roma got a Best Picture nomination, that was kind of unprecedented. Because the, right. the Oscars love to say, we love foreign films. Stay in your category. I mean, that right. was yeah. a green book. And I love that it is now called the International Film Category. Yes. Yeah. Was, he made a whole he, he made, he mentioned that. that, that was, and I didn't yeah. even like realize that. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, that actually, I was like, usually the Oscars suck and you have to complain about it. But uh, at the end of the yeah. night, I was so happy. Yeah. Because, yeah. and, it, you know, I read that the, the diversity in the voting body has gone up like uh-huh. 50% in this last year. So maybe this is us actually seeing like, oh, maybe the Oscars will listen. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Give it to good movies, maybe. The yeah. best I movie also... of the year actually won Best Picture, which doesn't usually happen. Yeah, so. I oh, love right. that yeah. uh, Taika Waititi won. Yeah. And for then to just, like, just to shit on Todd Phillips for saying you can't make comedies anymore for him to then win an Oscar but, for a comedy. A comedy like, <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, like, hey, take that. Like, can't make comedy anymore? Take that. Exactly. Oh, love it. Love um, to see it. Bong just, he just wanted a drink, but they kept giving him Oscars, so he couldn't get a cocktail. <laughs> Go drink. Let him drink. Let him drink. Let Bong drink. Uh, Twitter was one of the most fun days on Twitter, the day after the Oscars, because uh-huh. everybody was just so happy for yes. Parasite, and everybody was making funny jokes. How's Bong? It was a nice, it was a nice <laughs> Is day. Bong okay? Was, somebody was, please check on Bong. Well, I, I was telling my dad that, you know, we had this group test going because I was laughing about it or whatever, and he's like, oh, you're like a bunch of little fanboys. Like, yeah. That's fun. I was just like, yeah, we're the Bong Joon-Ho's. <laughs> you sure are. Uh, uh, Benny Safdie tweeted, one of the Safdie oh, yeah. brothers, he tweeted after the win, he just said, rip that bong! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah, that's what gets into kind of the, the crux of the evening for me, is like, we went in so prepared for disappointment. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. when I went and listened to the Parasite episode, we were all bracing for it. Yeah. And not saying you disappointment, because I, again, I really enjoyed 1917. I think Andy like, literally used the word disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, I was like, 1917 can win, because I really enjoyed oh, sure. 1917. I mean, I'd be fine I did, too. That, but... I just didn't want it to win Best Picture. Oh, right. Parasite, yes, yeah. yeah. It for, I thought for sure it would win in I every other category. Would, but and I... then, it, like, Ford vs. Ferrari won something, and I was like, oh, no. Did I do wrong? <laughs> 1917 going to win nothing? And then it, Out of every best picture movie I saw, Parasite was the one that deserved to win. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. but I saw most of them. Since it's foreign, most of the time you just figure it doesn't have a chance. It'll win uh, best foreign, and that's the only thing it'll be nominated for. Mm-hmm. It made all the right people angry. Yeah. There were angry, dumb people on Twitter that it was yeah. fun to laugh at the Very next day. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, stay, it was just a yeah. great day. Yeah. Stay perfect. Pissed. Yeah, I mean, sun was shining. Yeah. <laughs> I was hydrated. I guess on in on the topic of like the presentation or whatever. Yeah, for me, like I really enjoyed the Janelle performance, mm-hmm. uh, especially since it, like I felt like some of the camera work and stuff was a little more involved mm-hmm. as compared to your kind of standard fare like award show opening kind of glitzy thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the like when she was on the floor and it did like the little spin uh-huh. around move or whatever. It reminded me of like you know singing in the rain kind of shit. When they yeah. did shallow last year, I remember the. The camera work being really, really cool. Oh, that, See, that's, that's awesome. That was one of the so good. Yeah, that was a really cool that. performance. It's so good. You haven't seen that movie? Yeah. Oh. Oh wow! You're I don't. Into, you're I don't even want to pick it now. I, that movie makes me cry. Yeah, it's, <laughs> a, it's a sad I've film. I've seen the original. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen one. Since well, since Kenzie what, was like, I've like, seen the original, and she what? still cried at the well, new well, one. There's been like five remakes yeah. of that. Oh, film? Yeah. Yes, the something? first one in the 20s, and then there's one in the 50s. Well, there's one in the 20s, one in the 30s, and then one in the 50s. Yeah, one in the 50s. One get one every every 20 years. Every 20 years, 70s. Yeah, and then and then the most recent. Yeah, yeah, but. 
Yeah, I mean, as far as, like, yeah, like you said about the tone of the eating, like, kind of feeling like you were getting beat over the head, mm -hmm. and then also recognizing that these are the people that have, like, the capacity to do You have the power. You can change this. About it. Yeah. And it just feels tone deaf after, like, five so showing, years of the same yeah, shit showing, over and over. And then showing all the people in the audience laughing at it, like, you're in on the joke, and it's like, you're the problem! It's the self-congratulatory element of it, yeah. where you're going, it's... And it, I feel bad because I, I like getting excited about the season. It's a yeah. fun, like... This is fil this is film boy mm -hmm. Super Bowl. Like, yeah, this yeah, is what I get excited about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but always... that's what I told Kenzie. I was like, "This is my night." <laughs> <laughs> but I always yeah. feel bad because it is a lot of bullshit. It's, a lot of it's acknowledging it without addressing it. Yeah, you know, yep. that, and it's paying lip service to a problem that they continue to do nothing about. Exactly. So I would rather just not get beat over the head with it because it's not doing anything. And you know, maybe giving Parasite all those awards is. That's a that's, step in the right direction. That's the indication, yeah. That's, yeah. that's the actions they need to be taking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If they could do it with a little more diversity in their nominees, that would be nice. Right, sure. But, like, Parasite was universally, like, everyone agreed, like, that's the nominee they got right. It would have been nice if they had a couple others in there. Mm -hmm. Well, and, like, I think it's indicative of the fact that Parasite evokes emotion in you, which is, like, reminds you of why you like good movies. Yeah. And, like, it, it's a different level of enjoyment where, like, there's... There's kind of like a visceral satisfaction in watching a shitty fucking movie. Uh -huh. yeah. Like how how long did we just talk about the Final Destination yeah. franchise? Yeah. Uh -huh. But like something like Parasite is like something that you put on an altogether different tier, and it's mm -hmm. a different conversation altogether because it's a fucking magnum opus. I, it's I had an amazing time making you guys watch it. Exactly. Yeah. I made my parents watch it, and that was fun. Yeah. And yeah. Those movies don't come along. I'm very trying often. so hard to get Kenzie yeah. to watch it. Yeah. I, I want to watch it. A couple again. people at work to watch it. I will probably buy it. I, I feel like I gotta buy it. I just and <laughs> I feel like it's one of those foreign movies that I don't like hesitate recommending to people. Because no. It's yeah. such a well-made movie. Yeah. And like they're like, oh, I don't really watch foreign movies. It's like, no, you will get this. Yeah. It feels yeah. very. It's relatable enough. It, it feels yeah. like... It transcends boundaries. It mm -hmm. feels like if the Coen brothers directed a Hitchcock movie. Yes. You know? I like, it has, so, it has so many, like, feelings and references to, like, Western or American cinema. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think that's actually... It's very yeah. universally, like, acceptable. Well, and it's a difference, I think, in the nature of the American film industry versus a lot of international film industry yeah. stuff, where there's, like, a lot of international film sets... As opposed to American pro mm -hmm. productions, which generally, unless it's like a labor force, is generally going to be shipping in Americans. Yeah. You know, so, you know, the the cross-collaboration with things like, uh, and see, it's it's so bad in America with distribution, <laughs> like, I don't know the name of the Thai director that had uh, worked with uh, Wing Ding Refn on uh, Only God oh, Forgives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would like to see more shit like that, yeah. because that was like, wow, narratively, I'm not super behind that film. It was a beautiful thing to watch uh -huh. and and the martial arts parts of it which i think was most of the contribution from the thai director it was is it really, tony really fucking... no probably not <laughs> i love i i wish yeah but yeah uh, yeah oh man but is yeah it... It, but yeah as far as like the nature it's of the whole way. night itself you know it, yeah like the the awards that were doled out i i generally agree with yeah. like 110 percent um it's the yeah it's like i i think i mentioned last time kind of like a vapid wokeness you know, like, uh -huh. that's that's the thing that permeated the whole thing. You know, like, Steve Martin looked like he was getting a fucking prostate exam yeah. the whole time. <laughs> because, like, this is Chris Rock territory. Yeah. And he's he's the one that makes, like, banjo jokes. Yeah. You know, like, oh, what a, what a really great canned Iowa caucus joke that you threw in yeah. there, Steve. <laughs> that's fantastic. You know, and, like, and I think more of the attention should have been brought to the fact that Chris Rock is making jokes about the same shit that he made jokes about when he hosted the Oscars. Three in years the, ago? Two or three years ago? 
even before that, I think. Yeah. Right. Or like, yeah. or the speech where he's talking about uh, where he uh, was. Uh, announcing the best animation or whatever it's like you can be anything you want to be and list all these different things and it's like and if you're a black guy you can be a zebra you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, you know? and yeah so he's still talking about the same shit like but it didn't pull focus to that yeah. right you know it, it let's just joke it, about know. it it would be nice hopefully to see going forward parasite being an example of oh the the best movie can win mm-hmm. if there's enough you know passion behind it because yeah. there was a lot of passion behind it. Yeah. But I mean, there was a lot of passion behind a lot of movies last year. And yeah. Green Book still won. Keep yeah. voting like this, but if you're going to do a show, step your fucking game up because yeah. this sucks. And make some change. Make some changes. Well, and, and be the brave. Right, like, make, pick a host. Make your change. Because they wanted to make changes in like the awards mm-hmm. and they wanted to make different categories and stuff like that. But like, make the right decision. Right. Like, right. they wanted to do. They wanted to give an award last year. They wanted to add. In a what was the best um, best like high like, grossing picture? It was high yeah. grossing picture. So basically, what they wanted to do is we so they could give an award. Like we Marvel. should give best picture to Black Panther, but we really don't want to do that. So let's make a new uh-huh. category for what movie made. Meanwhile, the most there's money. still no Oscar for stuntman, stuntman yeah. which Brad yes. Pitt actually called out and he called out all of his stuntmen sure. in the in the awards, and people were saying that that could probably that be, probably the, final, would be, that would be the awesome. final push to get a stuntman. Uh, they do Oscar. a lot of incredible work. work. Yeah, working yeah. with some stuntmen on Motion. Better Call that they are fucking super yeah. talented. Motion really capture people. should probably have one. Uh-huh. Like, there's tons of categories out there that are deserving yeah. of Oscars before what made the most money. Stunt yeah. coordinators, I think. Honestly, yeah. there should be an award for that. And and yeah. the other thing about that that's ridiculous is like, look at Joker. Yeah, that movie made billions of dollars, but was still considered to be like high caliber. Right. Considered for best picture. High art. Like, yeah. So what would that, what category would that one be delegated to? Uh-huh. It's, it's stupid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully this is a step in the right direction and the Oscars will get their shit together. It was our podcast that got Parasite that that's win. That's true. Yeah. I that's agree 100%. <laughs> we're, we're a direct line to the Academy voters. Everyone, <laughs> All the Academy voters are listening right now to our suggestions yeah. and are they, they're going to make some changes. All right. Well, uh, it's, TJ needs to take off and I would love a little break. So yeah, so this will be our ad break. We'll take a little ad break. <laughs> In between, it's uh, our ad is probably just going to be a little snippet of the song, but uh, you uh, know, no, it'll be AMC Stubbs. Oh, AMC Stubbs, <laughs> yeah. I, I want you to just record an AMC Stubbs ad thing, okay? Even if All right. <laughs> we maybe I'll do it. that, but uh, we'll be back uh, quicker than you can say. Oscar's TJ won't so be back. No, oh, sorry, no. I, TJ won't. <laughs> I talked over your good joke. I'm sorry. Okay. You want to say it again? Oh, really? <laughs> we'll be That's back. called. Uh huh. So. Now, let's take a look at what's coming soon to an AMC near you. All right, we're back. Oh, so I don't get to talk about anything now. No, you're done. You're done. (laughs) Without ever ever starting. What are we doing now? Uh, we're just continuing on with our uh, with our list of stuff we talked about, but minus TJ because we yes. talked about everything he talked about and right. he believed he had to go make it to a dinner yeah. for his a family lamb. So, all right, and we were let's, like, get uh, out. Let's hit this wheel again. Hit that wheel. Hit that wheel. Wheel. Boop boop. Boop boop. Ah. Pop pop. <laughs> We've run out of vamping. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it's hey. one for Raymond. One, yes, one for old Raymond. 
Just for you. All right, so I watched... As a treat. I watched, leading up to the Oscars, I was trying to watch the Best Picture nominations that I hadn't seen, and I started with Ford v. Ferrari, and then I watched The Irishman, and then the last one I watched with my girlfriend was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, because we both want, wanted to watch it. What a good movie. Um, so this is the last one I watched. For the most part. Yeah. <laughs> I... Um, I had a lot of expectations going into it because I love Tarantino. Yep. And I just, I missed my window of opportunity to see it in theaters. It's three hours long. No. It's a commitment. Yes, it's a commitment. And I did not have the time in my schedule to find a, a theater showing for three hours. So I didn't end up seeing it until this last week. And uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, I noticed after when I was thinking about all three movies that all three of them kind of all dealt with this similar topic of aging aging, and like what it means to be in a career that's meant for young people yeah. and what happens as you age out of the preferred age for your job. Yeah. And so this was the last one in, in those three that I watched and uh, everything, it was so much fun. I had such a good time with it. It's definitely the least uh, consequential of, of Tarantino's movies, I think. Definitely, what I think happens it has it. the smallest Count. Right. <laughs> uh, Until it does. Until it does. I uh, I loved all the extra movie stuff that they threw into it. Yeah. Uh, Did you watch just the normal version or you watch the extended version? Just the normal one. Yeah. I saw something really sad. Mm -hmm. uh, the guy, uh, so uh, Luke Perry is yeah. in the movie. Yes. He's yeah. playing a real life He's a real Western actor, oh, yeah. uh -huh. and that guy passed away like a month before Luke Perry did or oh, something like that. Damn. Uh, I have said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I really liked all the set pieces they did. I, I like I was saying I really liked the um, the the movie chunks they did where they or TV show bits where they uh -huh. flash back and forward uh, two different things that Leonardo DiCaprio's character has been in. And like there's if, a full episode of Bounty Law in the deleted scenes. He's about to make a bunch of those episodes because yeah. he wrote said. he oh, wrote great. six full episodes uh -huh. and then they filmed one to uh -huh. intersperse in the movie. And then he's he's and like I want to. If do it were it. not for Walking Phoenix. Leo should have won another Oscar. He is so good in that movie. He's so, it's enjoyable. He's, he's so, it's just the little, like, twer or, like, the little, was it a, st uh, like, twitch that he has? Uh -huh. That, like, is like, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio must have that twitch because it's just, like, so natural and, uh -huh. like, it seems like a real, it's, uh, he just does so good yeah. in that movie. It, it definitely was a long commitment, but I didn't feel like the movie was too long. I enjoyed sitting and watching it. Yes. The only, the it only. It felt like a hangout. Yes, you just felt Which, like you were hanging out. I've with heard these that. Yeah. I've heard that about the movie. The only thing that concerned me was that not having seen the movie yet and knowing what like the initial premise of it was yeah. is that it ended up being like a ticking clock for the movie. We're like, when are we getting to the thing? I know Without, the thing of Sharon Tate happens. I've and, heard people right. complain that like if you were not aware of the Manson murders, uh -huh. like. I was going to say, my parents had no idea that that was what this movie was about at all. Well, yeah, yeah that that's the last thing. Yes, and, and they still were, and, like, very confused by the end of it because they, like, didn't realize it. When because it, like, if you don't know that that's what it's all leading up to, uh, it yeah. feels like a very, like, meandering, where mm -hmm. are we going? Right. Yeah. What's the point of that? Since we've all that's... seen this, let's yeah. be able to talk spoilers about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, for that's, sure. Let's not dance around. Yeah, so... And that's where I think the movie is kind of a letdown for uh -huh. me is because it is leading all the way up to that. And then they, like, subvert your expectations uh -huh. of it, and she doesn't end up dying. Yeah. So then, like, I was all the stuff... Tarantino. Right, like, but... all of the stuff with her in the movie beforehand, like, 
I feel like it's oh, it's only for the expectation that you think she's going I to really die. I really liked Margot Robbie. Yeah, in this. Yes, no, I, 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 I that's that's what I, I think said it was for. The, well, I mean, if you know that that's who she is, then by knowing real life events, that's what you're expecting. But right. if you didn't. If you didn't go in with that expectation, she's just a person who lives next door. I think right, no, the biggest problem just... with this movie is that you have to come in with all the outside knowledge of what right. you're getting into because yeah. knowing that it's Tarantino, mm-hmm. knowing that he plays around with time, mm-hmm. that he doesn't always like say, show what actually happens, right. all the Sharon Tate stuff is just like her having a nice time, and if you're expecting her to not die, it's like, oh, this is like a beautiful... like idea of what tarantino wants hollywood to be like, yeah is right what yeah. he imagined why he fell in love with movies yeah it's like a, a nice little snapshot of that and she's like the in the purest form that like yeah. she was the purest most innocent it's like, an angelic part, portrayal right of hollywood uh-huh. like, she was the purest most innocent part of it yeah i was I guess, watching the just, movie and it's like when she goes to see her own movie in theater i was like yeah. i bet that's tarantino's print of that movie Probably. i bet he owns it because <laughs> that's that's that the new surprised. beverly isn't yeah. it that they're filming in no it's not oh it's not i'm no. surprised but it they re they like renovated that theater sure did. so i guess there's my just with the whole movie with that expectations of yeah. what's going to happen at the end, to then not like know that that is not going to happen, to right. then go through some of the stuff like uh-huh. the Hank, like some of the stuff. It's like, oh, I don't know. That's just. Well, my, it's like I'd seen like, I'd seen from the I hadn't watched the trailer per se, but I'd seen screen caps of bits and pieces of it and stuff, and I'd seen that like through some like thirty second ads or so who. Charles Manson was going to be. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that guy was in Justify It. And he also plays Charles Manson in, what, Mindhunters? Yep, he does. Yeah. Yep. So I was like, oh, very funny. He literally only has that one scene. That's it. He yep. had more deleted scenes. That makes sense. But I I kind of like that that's his only scene. I did too. Movie. Right, yeah. You, like, expect him to come back. Or you were like, oh, is he, where is he going to show up? Because, like, when Brad goes to the uh, his ranch, to yes. the ranch, you're like, he's going to show up. Where, where uh-huh. is he going to be? And he, he, he does not come back. So, yeah. I kind of liked it too. Yeah, I, I wonder what I the enjoyed, deleted scenes are. But. I enjoyed the meandering of it, absolutely. Yeah. Like, but yeah, knowing that like the real life events going into this movie, I was like, oh, when are we getting to this? And I'm sure that's what the climax of this movie is. And yes. I know that Sharon Tate's real life sister was really, really upset when originally, but, originally uh-huh. when, Tar- when she heard Tarantino's doing a movie about the Sharon Tate murders, uh-huh. she was really upset and very vocal about it. Uh-huh. And Tarantino went over and sat down, explained the movie to her, let her read the entire script, and she did a complete 180. Yeah. And said like, no, okay, I'm really on board for this. Because uh-huh. they do, I, I agree with you guys, that they are showing a very like, happy time that she is having. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, yeah, so... Like, yeah, I was watching it with my girlfriend, and we're like, we're just having a decent time sitting. I made dinner, and we sat down and watched the movie, and then, like, Kurt Russell's narration starts, and she's like... <laughs> she just turned to me, and was like, I don't know if I want to watch this. It's like Tarantino... It's like, it'll be fine. Tarantino had... <laughs> we can make it. When Tarantino was writing Inglourious Bastards, he had a moment where he realized, like, I don't owe anything to real history. Yeah. The better ending is that we kill Hitler. Uh-huh. That movies... Movies are the reason we end World War Two. Yeah. Like, and so him kind of freeing himself from that and being like, the better ending and the better statement mm-hmm. is that good prevails in the end. So mm-hmm. fuck if it's what really happened. Uh-huh. Here's what it should be, and here's the better message. Yeah. And, and I, those last ten minutes so are good. the best. It's yeah. So I love them so much. Good. Just Bro- Brad Pitt just <laughs> high off his mind, just like. Just, just I'm so try happy just he deal with the situation. Best supporting actor. That is, yeah, so, I couldn't believe like that's, great. that's not his first Oscar, but it is his first Oscar for acting. Yeah. Is crazy uh-huh. because he won he was for a pro, he was a producer for Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, yes. that's right. yeah. So, he so has that was an Oscar yeah. For that. I just remember when that won and he was on stage. I was like, 
Brad Pitt, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, he is. Oh, and I've never seen the movie. So. Yeah, he's oh. in one scene. We watched it together. Yeah, we sure he? did. Yeah. We went, had a whole bunch of white kilts at the, yeah. at the Magic Lantern. <laughs> it was rough. Felt sad for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense that he was in the movie. I didn't know he was in the movie. Yeah. But he, he's so good in it. He, like, funded most he of He funds it. a lot of movies about black history, uh-huh. which is, I think he had a, uh, I mean, it might be, might be wrong, but I think he had a hand in the Harriet Tubman movie that just came out. But he funds he a lot of them, yeah. yeah. Which is very funny, but like you're gonna use your your forever money that you're gonna have just to fund <laughs> you know, cool things. Yeah, yep, I'm so glad you. I mean, I guess you didn't watch the Oscars, but uh-huh. they show the flamethrower scene. At the I end, heard that, like yeah. of him doing it, to, like uh-huh. doing it to the girl in the pool in the Oscars. I was like, what? No, you cannot show anything from those last ten minutes. You I've, have to just I've, experience. I've seen that. that that's a thing in the past. The Oscars, look, the clips they choose sometimes spoil the movies. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen that before. But I did like the clip they used for Brad Pitt mm. in his montage. Like, his big moment yeah. was at the end there when he was like, what did you say? And then he has the, the guy has the big long monologue and he goes, no, it was dumber than that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the, that's the, they just played that clip. Uh, I was like, that's oh, good. Oh, yeah. and he just beats the shit out of that girl yeah. with the dog food and then yeah. annihilates her head on the <laughs> mantle, please. It goes, it goes, my mom does not like Tarantino very much. She doesn't does like. She doesn't like the over like violence, uh-huh. and I can appreciate. That's that. really funny because that's Kenzie's mom is the exact same way. She hates the blood and gore of mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino, and she really enjoyed this movie. And she same, even yep. she even like enjoyed the last little bit uh-huh. because it wasn't three hours. It wasn't Kill Bill where it's right. two and a half hours of it. It's yeah. not. It's not the whole movie is not death. The whole movie is having a good time, and then yes. you're like totally on their side when the death happens. You're and like, I was like, that. get that out of here. And I told them I was like, you're probably gonna like this movie because it's very not. It's like. The, the tame parts of Tarantino mm-hmm. for two hours, mm-hmm. and then the the last, like, 20 minutes or so, when you go full, full-fledged Tarantino. And the I narration look- started, I was like, who is that? And then yeah. after, like, a couple minutes, I, I had started looking up on IMDb, trying to figure it out, and it then I... It is Kurt Russell. Yeah. And it's like... But, also but in, like, in the movie earlier. Yeah, but by the time I, like, started, like, I found it on IMDb, I figured it out from the way, like, his intonation. I was like, is this just Kurt Russell doing, like, not doing, a, like, an accent or anything? He's just doing his normal voice? And yeah. And Jessica was like, yeah. I was yeah, like, sure that's is. him. I love the tweet where it was like, the dog should have won supporting uh-huh. actor, actress. Oh, the dog is so good. In that movie. <laughs> so um, good. The scenes with the little girl are so oh, good. that girl should have got a supporting actor. Her at the Oscars was so good. Yeah. The scene... <laughs> She had a little sandwich in her Uh purse. Uh (laughs) The scene where Brad Pitt goes home to his trailer behind the Uh uh, drive-in, they didn't have the money to build a Mm drive-in. That scene is a miniature. Oh, wow. And if you go back and watch it, it's like, oh, shit, that is a miniature, but it's Mm -hmm. done so well. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I, there was a lot of, a lot of fun little set pieces. It was nice to see all the cameos and little appearances. Luke Perry's was great, Uh which, as like, I forgot that he was he could be there a were, good actor. Is it Dakota there, Fanning shows up? Yeah, yeah and I had no idea it was her. Yeah, yeah. There were several other people mm. that were in that had parts that were cut out. Um, probably, Tim Roth is uh-huh. in, in the credits. It said thanks to Tim Roth who was cut out of this movie. I was like, how many is that now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, good movie. I, Watching yeah. the clips that they decided to show at the Oscars, uh-huh. I was like, it made me want to watch the movie again. They, I'm like, it won for so, production design, I think. Yeah, which, which it good. deserved. Which is great because I was watching the little featurette on the Blu-ray of it. And they went, Tarantino's such a nerd. Like, yes. he knew what Hollywood Boulevard looked like yeah. on that date. Uh-huh. They went back and found the original store owners for what was there. And they and a lot of them had the original, like, flyers and wow. signage. So they just, they got them to come out for a day and basically, mm-hmm. like, recreate down to the what flyers were in the right That's windows. Awesome. 
to yeah, recreate. Yeah, because that was like. one of the ones that I got wrong when I was doing the Oscar pick because I was like, 1917 is going to win. But I, I was like, it could very well be Quentin Tarantino, that movie. And I was like, it deserves it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I, I thought it was... It would be the other one that should have won, and it did. So I, I really appreciate that throughout the movie, it subverts <coughs> your expectations of what's going to happen. But like, it's it's not like it makes something that was like could be bad worse. It's like it's just something that's equally bad, but in a different way. Like yeah. the whole the whole ranch situation with Bruce Dern's character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which as like the whole thing is like leading up to him being like dead in there, or they murdered right. him. That or whole something. sequence feels like a horror movie. Yes, it's and a it conscious you is. get to Tarantino doing uh-huh. that. And yeah, you're right. Like it totally subverts. Like you think but he's going to be it's dead. It's equally think... as sad. Is like he just has dementia. And they're taking advantage of him. Right. And it's a yeah, very yeah. sad interaction where like and Bruce Dern's I... like, I don't know who you are, but but you came to see me, so yeah. thank you. <laughs> like, oh man. And I, I mean, it is. Imagine this movie if it ended how real life had ended. Right. How, what like, a downer. What a downer of a movie it would have been. You <laughs> the, know. The like, one big complaint I had seen about the movie without having, like, listened to or read any real, inter- like, criticism of it, because I hadn't seen the movie yet, was um, Shannon Lee, Bruce Lee's mm. daughter, did not like Bruce Lee's segment of the movie. I he comes off too. as a huge dick. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's like, I, think that's I enjoyed... the point of the character. I enjoyed the, the sequence, but the whole time I was like, yeah, I get it, because yeah. he's he was known to be, like, the nicest man on Earth, yeah. and right. you made him, like, a dick for a joke. When like he could, well, he and was it's like, like you need uh, to you need to show that your made up character uh, is the ultimate badass by making him go up against the ultimate yeah. badass by and by I totally him in every they way. could have just made it a his I guess he wouldn't have had a stunt man but my thought would be like just have it be his stunt man yeah but no fight. he was I mean he was filming Green Hornet and he did stunt right. work right yeah. during so that it, time it, it, I mean it, it makes sense that it would be his I have knowledge yeah and it's like yeah. and he loves Bruce Lee well it's like yeah. that makes it even weirder that like he, would, he makes Bruce Lee like the the brunt dick. of that joke I yeah. imagine that it could probably there was more there yeah. That showed a better portrayal. Well, it's because like when he shows him with which, Margot Robbie. Yeah. It's like that scene where like it shows her in the theater like watching the fight sequence and he choreographed it with her. Like uh-huh. that's very sweet. And that's a real thing. Yeah. And uh, well, I thought it was going to have more to do with it because like the legend is that Bruce Lee was like two blocks away yes. when the murders happened. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was going to go in the territory of like he Tarant- was going to show up. Tarantino's going to have Bruce Lee save the day. Yeah. yeah. Like because that would have been so insane that yeah. I would have been okay with there it. There was yeah. no one living next door like. There, Leo or Brad's yeah, character. Yeah, there was. Was there? Yes. Yeah. There were people in the next door, but it wasn't. They were actors that were like Leo, but That's they weren't, it wasn't, it wasn't like this situation. Yeah. Okay. But there was like an actor who lived next door. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but yeah, one of my favorite I understood things, that. One yes. of my favorite things in the whole movie is when they're getting ready to go kill Shannon uh, and, and a drunk, uh, Leo comes out in his bathrobe and just starts yelling at him. You fucking hippies. You're so get loud. Him. Get out of here. And he makes them leave, basically. Uh-huh. Like he's the reason they he don't go through them to leave. Yeah. <laughs> I thought stupid. that was so funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <coughs> I mean, I want to just go watch it again now. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Leo should have got the Oscar. That's my stance. <laughs> I still think Joaquin deserved Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where I, what I was like. Yeah, if Joaquin wasn't there, Leo should have yeah. gotten it. But they give him, just give out two. People can tie. There you go. People can tie. There you go, Sammy. Oh, my God. Uh-oh. I spun the wheel. I can't believe you guys have done Hell that. yeah. Oh, Sammy, <laughs> yes. Did you? Okay. We had a time last week. Last, or two weekends ago now. Yeah. We, um, for whatever reason, someone, there was a tweet that said, um, cultural reset, and it was just the baseball scene from Twilight. And our our friend retweeted it, and I was like, 
hey, we haven't watched those movies in a while. And, and I, unrelated, had also said that to Emily, that, like, when's the last time we watched <laughs> Twilight? Like, I just want to get real fucked up and watch those movies. They're enjoyable trash. Yeah, so we had a, tw- a, tw- a Twitter conversation. We're like, we, we should do it. We found out everybody, Twilight was on the brain. <laughs> it turned out everybody was thinking about it. So yeah, Twilight brain. We, we had, had Twilight, Twilight brain, so, so we had a drinking Twilight party. Uh, <laughs> it was, we... So we, on the first movie, because we only made it through two, we were like, we'll make it through all, at least three, we'll, we won't yeah. make it through all five. We but made it we through made, two. made it through two, because we did, the we were pretty uh, stuck to the rules on the first one, and that's where we then were way too drunk to yeah. try to do the rules on the second one. But the best part was when we started New Moon, we then got out the moonshine, and we had <laughs> Blue <And> Moon. Blue. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the best. Also... Um, shout out to my boy Andy hooking me up because I was I was probably a little too drunk to have any moonshine. Kenzie but I was like, stopped you from putting yeah, more moonshine in your Ken, drink. Kenzie was like, you can't have more. I was like, just give me. I'll have a drink and give me one shot of moonshine. That's all I want. She's like, okay. She gave me one shot of moonshine. Then she went to go to the bathroom. Andy poured more moonshine <laughs> into my drink. I was I'm like, looking yeah. out for my boy. You didn't die. I was fine. But did you die? Did you die? Did you die? Yeah. And I just want to say, those <coughs> movies do not hold up even a oh, little bit. They didn't hold up when they came out. <laughs> I we love, actively the, bad we movies. love those movies. I and know I don't they're remember, actively bad. I don't remember why we... I mean, sure, they're fine. I mean, watching them again, I didn't have that, like, nostalgia feeling, like, even at all. Oh. Like, I was like, I don't... Why I always I, knew they were bad, but why I find them I, enjoyably bad. Why did I like <laughs> these movies? Whoa, Barb. Barb, it's your mom. She's telling you why you should enjoy those movies. I guess. <laughs> how did I enjoy those movies? I had a Jacob shirt. He sure did. <laughs> That's embarrassing. <laughs> Sammy, the- I won a midnight release of one of the movies. I won a calendar for my Jacob shirt. Sammy, the Blu-rays <laughs> that we watched are from the midnight release where you won that shirt. I was at Walmart last week, and then their bargain bin, they had like, Blu-rays for $5, and then yep. the only thing left, it was empty, except for every Twilight movie. Oh, hell yeah. The yeah. only movies in there were all five. I almost sent it's, a photo to you guys. So, I was like, we're going to do it. so bad. <laughs> yeah. And, the, fir- and like, <laughs> the last two are the worst. One of the first pictures of me and Kenzie uh, when we started dating was at my birthday party where Andy got me a uh, Jacob poster, Jacob. and Kenzie's oh, yeah. face in that picture is brilliant. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what is she getting into? And hey... <laughs> Look at you, look at us now. Name? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Not, uh, <laughs> not so me. The the movie was New Moon specifically. Man, I said Twilight slash New Moon. I okay. want to talk about both. Yeah, but I mean, just to say that they didn't hold up. They do not. But I mean, so his, much fun I mean, to him, watch while getting drunk. It's also so much fun. It's also like the, the Taylor Lautner is sixteen when he filmed that movie. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and he was fifteen when he did Twilight. Like that's also crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they were so young. Yeah. And now we got our Pat's gonna be Batman. And I was like, we just felt so bad watching the movies because all the things he said about it after the fact, like how bad of a time it was for him. Um, I think the one thing that we can all agree on after all these years, the one thing that does hold up, that soundtrack. It does kick ass. Yeah. That for all of them. Super they all Maf- kick ass. Super Massive Black Hole. It's a great song. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Paramore is on yeah, the new movie great. soundtrack. Paramore is twice on the, the Twilight one, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out. Let's give that a Grammy again. That <laughs> I don't think we gave it a Grammy soundtrack? the first time. Let's give, it a, let's give it an honorary Grammy. The yeah, Twilight the music. Saga gets a Grammy. They so, come out and do like a, a medley of the songs the next Grammy. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, unfortunately, we planned to see this through, and we the moonshine's still in my fridge. The 
the movies are still here, we plan to watch the rest of yeah, them. Yeah, we'll do it eventually. <laughs> and so you'll hear more about it, how much of a great time we had. Oh my god, those last two are so bad. So bad! And I'm so excited for yeah. the, the baby. The, uh... <laughs> the fake baby? Yeah, Renesmee. I'm, I'm going on record right now as I, I remember Eclipse being the best out of all of them. And uh, then you a severe you have said that, yes. And then a severe downfall for the last two. But I don't remember Eclipse at all. So... We'll see if that claim still holds any water when we get to it. Now stay tuned yeah. <laughs> for right. our Twilight episode. <laughs> uh, they're not bears. They're not bears. We're bad. Ooh. <coughs> oh. oh, no. Oh, <laughs> I, had that one. Thought, I mean, oh. that's also me, too, because I watched yes. it, too. Yeah, but. I figured we could jointly talk, so, um, talk about that one, too. Yeah, uh, I... Because I've talked about this a couple times now, and I think last time we talked about it, I'd only seen five episodes of this, but now I've gone through the rest of the first season of Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, because it's real crunch time now. I only have ten days to get through the, re- the other five seasons <laughs> <laughs> before the new season comes out. What are you out. doing? Turn right. it on right now. No, I guess the, it's the sixth season coming out, so I yeah. guess I only have four more to get through. But there's 24 episodes each season. Right. So it's a lot to get through. But <laughs> I will say, and I, I think I kind of talked about it a little bit before... <laughs> Andy. I'm okay. I'm alright. All your bodily functions. <laughs> um, I just really enjoy that it um, brings light to like side characters that yeah. you don't really get to... And I, when I talked about it before, I was really talking about like the, the stormtroopers. You really get to like mm. care for the stormtroopers. But at the same time, you start to care for one, and sometimes they'll just kill that guy. Sure. Like, they don't... like. They don't like hold back on that at all to like just kill, just kill a guy saying, that they just introduced. And I hate to break it to you, but... War is hell. Yes, and that's another thing that I really Star want. Star War is hell. <laughs> the Star War is hell. And that's another thing that I really enjoyed about this, as I was watching more of it and realized this, is it does such a good job of, like, showing war. Since the movies don't The really movies, have. literally, I was thinking, I was like, Clone Wars doesn't even look, like, there's nothing war in that movie even at all. Just the last, last all. sequence and Rogue, Rogue One. one. Rogue One. Yeah, war. but so they do a lot, like, there's these group of people that don't want to have anything to do with the war, and they mm-hmm. refuse to even help at all, and there's other people, like, trying to decide who they should side with, and, like, every, like, episode has, like, that kind of aspect of, like, wh- what an actual war with two would sides, like. what would be like if, like, <laughs> random people had to get involved, or what would have to happen, mm-hmm. and then, like, some of the Jedi that you, like, don't know anything about get to have an episode to themselves, and, like, get to you get to know more about them, and I was like, that's really cool, yeah. and then you also still get to learn more about Anakin and Obi-Wan, and they're, like, brotherly love, which is great, because then it makes the third movie even harder to watch, and it's just awesome to, to have that, the war aspect of it. And then, because I was like, I've heard that it's not till like, season three where all the episodes start to get good, because uh, you have to get through some bad ones to kind of get sure, there. And yeah. I was, like, looking at the IMDb scores, I'm like, which ones are the bad ones in season one? And I was starting to watch the first, like, because they're all, like, seven and eight stars, uh-huh. um, but then there's a couple, like, six-star ones. Uh-huh. I was like, why are these bad? It's because each six-star one in the first season stars Jar Jar Binks. No! <laughs> it is... I'm like, why Why Star Jar Jar Binks? It's so bad. And, they, and the worst is that they try to make him, like, he does, he messes up a lot, but he still, like, does some good things. Yeah. Like, there's an episode where they're trying to figure out this guy is trying to release this virus to, like, destroy the, the, the planet or whatever. You know the backstory of Jar Jar, right? Yes, we've talked okay. about it, yeah. <laughs> so... They're trying to interrogate this robot. <laughs> you heard the story of Darth Plagueis? Yeah. <laughs> Darth Jar Jar the Wise? <laughs> so he, not. They're trying to interrogate this robot to, like, figure out where the, the lab was that they're making this virus. And at, as they're trying to interrogate, Jar Jar is, like, 
trying to get this butterfly and he knocks a bunch of shit over and destroys the robot. What the fuck are you talking about? That sounds awesome. And then they're like, the the thing is that they do not even like care at all. They're like, oh man, but that's all right. Cause the butterfly you were trying to catch is only found in this one swamp. So now we know where the lab is. And it's like, good job, Jar Jar. Fuck yeah. And then they get there and they're in the lab and the virus gets released. So they all have like helmets on so they don't get affected by the virus. There's a shootout Jar Jar slips, knocks Padme's helmet off, and she gets infected by the virus, almost dies, and no one says anything. They're just like, oh. She literally says something like, oh, it's war. Things like this can happen. I was like, no, it's Jar Jar, and he's dumb as shit. He's so sorry. <laughs> oh, I just kept getting, like, they just keep forgiving Jar Jar for everything he does. As and it's like, we should. And then he also, oh, his clumsiness also helped. And it's like, no, no wonder these are six-star episodes. That's the problem. Bullshit. That's the problem with society today. We need less hate and we need more forgiveness for Jar Jar. <laughs> more forgiveness for Jar Jar. We as a society need to forgive Jar Jar Binks. I remember when I was wa- I watched the first season. I don't know about that, Chief. <laughs> I, you can die on that hill alone. Okay. <laughs> the, when I watched it the, fir- the the season the first time through is right when they started to come out with that theory that Jar Jar was also actually an evil Sith Lord. And like the first episode that stars him is all about him, everyone thinking that he is a Jedi and like getting away with it. And they're like, there's a Jedi here. And he like keeps messing up, but they're like, whoa, that Jedi did that. And the whole time I was like, because he can actually yeah. do it. But then watching it through this time, I was like, it's been long enough. I'm like, no, Jar Jar's just dumb. Uh. <laughs> So I'm excited to get through more of it. I uh, like TJ brought up in the last um, episode. Um, the anime. I sure hope the animation gets better. Yeah. The poster for the next season. The animation looks a lot better. So uh-huh. I'm hoping that it's not till that season that it gets better. <laughs> I'm hoping it'll get a little bit better Before as we're going. But I'm really enjoying it, and I'm excited for the better ep- where the, all the episodes yeah. are good. So yeah, all right, yeah, it's fun again. Raymond, it's right. another one of yours. Yes, it I is. have not seen it. Put it Ford. in post. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> it is uh, Ford v. Ferrari. Yeah. Is that really? It's not Versus? No, it's Ford v. Ferrari. Oh, yeah. It's the only one of the best pictures that I didn't end up seeing. Before. I did not see because yeah. there was no no way legally <laughs> to see it, Raymond. Hey, Josh, <laughs> how about you keep your mouth you shut? You okay, sorry, sorry. under the bus like this? You Raymond shit? went and saw it in theaters. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to go see it with my AMC A-list membership. Yeah. Uh, but there my was dad only... saw it. You said I didn't. It. It's the ultimate dad movie. It's a very, very much. That's what I was gonna say. It's very much a dad movie. I was very busy when it came out seeing other stuff, mm-hmm. so I didn't get. <laughs> that's the... really funny. I was too busy seeing other movies than well, to see this. <laughs> uh, There's go... only so much time in a day. So I didn't yeah. go see it when it originally came out, but I knew it was gonna be like around for Oscar season. So mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, it'll come back in the theaters." Mm-hmm. It did, but only for like one showing a day. That was exactly when I couldn't go see. Uh, it. But Raymond was able to. Yes, I saw it, <laughs> and uh, uh, it's James Mangold, which. I, I love his work. And what has he done? Uh, 310 to Yuma, which I made you guys watch yep. very Logan, early on. Movie. The original podcast, yes. Yep. And then Logan. Okay, all right. I was trying to and, think. Uh, yeah. he, did he, was that, he did the Kong School Island? He, Is that not him? No. Oh, okay. That's Jordan Roberts. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought for some reason I thought. Because he, he had a beard, and I was like, didn't that guy also oh. have a beard? Yeah, that guy's like 20-something. Mangold's <laughs> oh, okay. older. All right. James Mangold did uh, The Wolverine, right? Yes, he did. That's what got him the job for Logan. And then oh. he's, he's like, this is my... That's what I that's wanted his, That's do. his pitch, yeah. The what Wolverine, a twist in that end of the Wolverine. <laughs> it just gets decimated by the overlords of Fox making an X, X-Men movie just yeah. destroy the ending. I mean, The Wolverine was not a perfect movie. It was a step in the right direction. It's enjoyable. Yeah. It was better than Origins. Well, that's not a very high bar. That's true. It's an enjoyable movie. It's very st- standard in how it like tells its story, yeah. but it's competently done. And then that movie did well enough that they were like, hey, you want to do another one? He's like, yeah, I've got an old man Logan story. Like, 
perfect. And Logan is excellent. And uh, one of the best superhero movies ever yes. made, if not the best. And I love his. Oh, wait, Dark Knight. Sorry. I love his um, chicken privilege remake <laughs> of Three Ten to Yuma. Oh, that's, yeah. that's an excellent. Film. It was a very good movie. And he does. A, he was rumored to do a Star Wars thing for a very long time before they started nixing side projects. He was going to do the Obi Wan movie. Yeah. Is he even on for the Obi Wan thing that they're the doing show? now? Well, the Obi Wan show is on hold now. Oh, really? Apparently, the people. What? Are... No, okay, so apparently people are just saying... Just drop me on, on live. live on, they were they were writing scripts, they were doing it uh-huh. last fall when The Mandalorian and Rise of Skywalker was coming out, yeah. and all the heads of Lucasfilm were going, yeah, yeah, cool, sounds good, because they were too busy with Rise of Skywalker. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and then after that movie came out, they finally read the scripts and went, uh-oh, mm-hmm. this is way too similar to The Mandalorian, because uh... it was going to be Obi-Wan protecting baby Luke. Uh, oh, I'll take it. That's what the rumor was that right. it was going to be. Yeah. So, I still want. I think it's still <laughs> happening. Mm-hmm. It's still probably it's just, it's hopefully going currently. Literally, just do the exact same episodes, except it being Obi Wan and Baby Luke. Baby Luke. Yeah, yeah. Great. I do. I want to take it. Yeah, I think they said they're still hoping to film yeah. by the end of the year. So yeah, get, they're because I feel like Ian McGregor has talked about <clears> it like every single time they put him on a like talk the show. Biggest <laughs> response to anything they announced at D twenty three. So anyway. I was yeah, James Ferrari. <laughs> is very good. Yeah, it's it's not a movie that I think if it had won Best Picture, I wouldn't have been upset. But it was. It would have been the safe choice. It would have been the safest choice. It it has mm. it has some stuff to say about like it tackling adversity and being the underdog and what what it means to be older in a profession that is for young people. Yeah, because like the the main focus of the movie is it's the 1960s and. Uh, Ford is not doing very well commercially. So a marketing guy is like, what if we took on the sports car market with Ferrari, which... At Le Mans. Yeah, at Le Mans, which is an Italian race that Ferrari had been winning years in a row. And so, and Ford doesn't have race cars. So they pitch this idea and they get, they go to recruit the last guy who won that was an American. And it's Matt Damon, who won. He won. It was unprecedented. And then he immediately retires to just sell cars instead of being a race car driver. I didn't know Matt Damon did all that. Yes. <laughs> and uh, he runs, like, an independent car manufacturer that sells, like, sporty race cars. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, his independent race car driver is Christian Bale. And they have, like, a love-hate work relationship where, like, they, they both understand, like, they're the best man for the job, but they, like, have to deal with each other's issues. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a complicated, fun relationship. And so they, they go to him, and, and Matt Damon's like... I'll do it, but I gotta like build the car myself. And they're like, with some reservations. And then he's like, all right, this is great, but I need my own driver. And he's like, all right, we'll get Christian Bale. And they're like, oh, you can't have Christian Bale. So the, <laughs> the whole movie is like Ford trying to, like the middle management of Ford trying to get in his way while Matt Damon and Christian Bale are doing their best to yeah. be like the best. Yeah. And cool. it's based on real life events. <clears throat> I knew nothing about it mm-hmm. other than like, I knew. Just, like, a couple sentences. Like, I knew the factoid that Ford once beat Ferrari in a race in the 60s. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that was the only thing I knew about it. It's very confidently oh, shot. Spoilers. It's, well, there's there's <laughs> more spoilers that I could give away yeah. for real life that I won't. That I'll say <laughs> surprised me at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's a it's a very well-shot movie. It's, it's very pretty. What did it win for? Sound mixing? Sound. Editing? Which I wouldn't have I given it one any sound of those. mixing. It's okay. it's totally fine, but I would, it doesn't have particularly any music use, like any notable music use or mu- like sound, other than like when he's racing, it's Christian Bale 
talking to himself in a car and the wind's sound, rushing. Sound mixing is uh, what I think is what it won for. Right. And that's what they record on set. Right. Sound which, editing is like the music and all that. Right. Right. Which, it, to me, it had nothing notable about that. Yeah. But I'm also not watching on a theater setup. Right. I have a... I have a Chinese brand 55-inch 4K TV that doesn't know how to have a sound bar. I do know the guy that did it is the same guy that wins almost every year. He won last year sure. for Bohemian Rhapsody. I so believe it's very like... competently done. The whole movie, basically, the movie's a very competent, well-done movie. Yep. I, It's the ultimate... I, people say it's the ultimate dad movie, and that's probably because... My it's, dad fucking loved it. There's a lot of, there's <laughs> a lot of platitudes in the movie about what it's like being behind the wheel and yeah. stuff like that, but really it's 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 more about like... Being it, it's it's a movie that is, and is about just, kind just of being be, dudes. Well, <laughs> what's better than that? <laughs> but no, it, it's about people being good at their jobs. Okay, and, and like facing adversity to put out the best thing they can, and what you have to show for it at the end of the day. What what it means to yourself to do like the thing that is best for you, and and that's also the making of this movie. Everyone's doing a great job. I still really want to see it, but I think mm -hmm. I'll probably wait until it's on a streaming service. Sure. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to rent sure. it, but yeah. I still it, would like My to dad watch. might buy it, and then I'll borrow it from him. It's like Christian Bale was great in the movie, but he has almost no scenes like with anyone else other than like he's got a couple scenes with his wife, and he's got a handful of scenes with Matt Damon where they're like arguing in a group and like they help build the car together. But otherwise, all of Christian Bale's scenes are him in the race car basically talking to himself while racing. Mm. And so it's like that's. You know, I wish there could have been more of him interacting. And most of Matt Damon's scenes are like, people being like, you can't do this. And he's like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> you know, so it's like, it, it's really enjoyable. It's a movie where everyone showed up to make the movie. It's it's very well done. It's telling a true life story. Nice. It's it's fun. It's an enjoyable time. But at the end of the day, I'm glad something else won. You know, yeah, it's was, right. it was the least consequential of the, <clears throat> the best picture movies, I think, nice. to come out. But it was very good. It's a very good time. Cool. Yeah. Racing in cars and... One sound mixing for... Christian Bale. Vroom, vroom. Vroom, vroom. Vroom, vroom. So, oh. Ooh. All right. Now we can, oh, we can oh, have oh. a little spoilery talk about The Irishman. Oh, the Irishman. Sammy, so, you watched it too? Yeah, I yes. did. All right. So Sammy it, and I finally watched The Irishman. Holy crap. That movie yes. is long. Yes, it is. It is you know so little guy? long. <laughs> the little guy that I've been calling... Little guy? <laughs> you beat up that little guy? Uh, I, we literally were like, kept it out, okay, we're gonna, it was the day of the Oscars. Mm -hmm. We're like, we're going to watch this. <laughs> we're going to watch it in parts because we got to go shopping at some point. So we like... Not a terrible way to watch that movie. No, honestly, because we paused it at an hour and a half in. And we're like, we still have two hours of this movie. Yeah. Like, it has been a movie length time and uh, there's still a movie length time that to go. happened to me. I paused. I came home from work. So I worked a full eight hour day. I got home. It was eight o'clock at night and I started watching the movie. And then I was like, I know this is a long movie, but how, you know, how much longer I got? That was 90 minutes in. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's like, like, insane. Oh, no. And when you explained it, when we uh, first, when you watched it, talked about it, I totally agree that it is like three movies in one. There's yes. three different, mm -hmm. like almost different, like every hour things. feels like a different. Yeah. Movie. Yes, yeah, different things that are happening and not even like related, almost not related because it's just complete. Like different people come into play and the different people come to play later. It's just it's it should have it should have been a TV series, like a mini series, or like a could have been a show. It could have yeah. been like a limited series, a limited series thing. Yeah, why not? It could have <laughs> been like six episodes because he's Scorsese and he oh. makes cinema. And when sure. Scorsese decides he wants to make a three-and-a-half-hour epic, you say, yes, Daddy, and you hand him a check. <laughs> Is that what you do? That's what Netflix does. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, he's he turned around and he's making a movie right now. 
a second one for uh, Netflix. Yep. Oh, wow. With Leo, be... right? Yes. Oh, cool. Killers of the Lotus Moon or something? Oh, exactly. I've yeah, heard yeah, about yeah. that, yes. I want to read that book. It's supposed to be good. It's a... I... I had a really good time with the movie, but it's it is very long, I, and I felt it. I think I feel like I had an all right time. I feel yeah. like I didn't see anything that I haven't seen in other mob movies. I think before. it's a very it's Scorsese doing what he does very well. Uh-huh. Right. But I think Goodfellas is a much well sure. made movie, uh-huh. and I just feel like it's just it just ends. <laughs> I mean, like everyone dies, and he's the only one left. Goodbye. That's. Uh, that's the point. Yeah, I know, I, I know. I get that. I, I, I really that, like but... that final shot because yeah, it's, me too. Right. Oh, it's yeah. him sitting there and you just linger with him where it's like he had this terrible he life. Did all of it. He, like, he did he all of this. He killed so many people. For what? And it amounted to him <laughs> right. being alone with his whole family mm-hmm. hating him. And I thought the, the him killing Jimmy Hoffa was going to be a much like more dramatic, but oh. I, it isn't. It's like just it's so. Really sad. It just yeah. happens and then you're like, that's it. <laughs> I and was it's so like, upset by that because, like, I didn't know that was going to happen. But it was also like, it's also allegedly completely false. Sure. Oh, really? This is from, oh, yeah. This is from the biography of Robert De Niro's. I've guy. heard that almost oh, everything in this movie is very accurate. Oh, it's based okay. off a book of a biography of this guy. But yeah, who knows how much of it is true? Okay. Because none of they can't confirm any of it. Yeah. Right. But also, I was so annoyed with that sequence because it was the setup to it is fucking Joe Pesci is like. I know you're like you're you're, you're his best friend. So like you don't have another single person that could do. Why does it have to be? Got to be his the, best friend. It was because he was the only one that could get that close to him. Yeah, because yeah. he wasn't gonna allow anybody else to get that close. And he didn't right. trust anybody else to walk I into his knew house with him. Almost the first scene Jimmy Hoffa was in that I was like, they're gonna kill him because well, he yeah. just. Well, I mean, without knowing that he was gonna, you uh-huh. know, like I just because of how like erratic he was and yeah. like. Over, he like overreact. He overreacted to a lot of. It was like very emotional about uh, stuff, and I was like, you "That dumb he, motherfucker." Yeah, he's like <laughs> favorite scenes in any movie. So every time he was with Robert De Niro, he would just like go off about something or be mad about something. I was Ooh. like, "You can't keep doing that in a mob movie. People are gonna like take you out." The the best reaction shot of the, <laughs> the best reaction gift that I've gotten in the last year is just Pacino going, "You dumb motherfucker." Yep. <laughs> I love that. that scene is I also uh-huh. love that scene where. They, like immediately after Robert De Niro's like trying to leave and he's like well I didn't mean you he's like I was standing in the room what do you mean you didn't mean Call me, me like, dumb motherfucker oh, I didn't know. he's like I didn't see you I didn't know you were there <laughs> that, that whole a... scene is so long but I loved it so <laughs> me much too. it's I, so fun I did love the, I think they all did very good in yeah. this movie I, I think, think they... Joe Pesci came out of retirement to do yeah. it yeah he did great I, I think he did. It was very he, funny that when I, I watched, feel like he would have ha- he was gonna have more though. I feel like he didn't he, have a whole. I think he, I, he had more than I thought he was. Yeah, oh, he had okay. a I thought, I thought, I thought he was gonna be was like a cameo. Yeah. Oh, okay. I did too. I just expected it. Yeah, I thought like, I thought it was very funny stuff. when I started watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm like, oh, that's that's what Pacino looks like right now. I, <laughs> I feel like Pacino puts in the best performance he's put in the last 25 years. He gave a shit. Yeah. This is like. Pacino usually phones it in because he's fucking Pacino. He can yeah. do that. Yeah, the Jack and Jill, uh, what is that? The Dunkachino. Dunkachino. <laughs> like, he's allowed to do shit like that. Yeah. He's Al yeah. Pacino. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think he, yeah, really, I, he did this, such a good job. With, this is with one where he, he absolutely earned that nomination. Yeah. And could have won any other year. I really, wasn't there. I really enjoyed that it, it is like 
the man who is known for mob movies, even though he didn't make that many. He's just so synonymous with it uh-huh. over his career that like he's coming back to make one final piece about mob movies, and yeah. it's it's like the end all be all of here's what happens and, when you die. Yeah, and I right, and, and like, that's what, like you were talking about the three movies you watched yeah. all kind of had that same kind of yeah. like you get old. <laughs> the thematic through line of it, I think, was really interesting because it's like when you get old, and what do you do? It's all about your legacy. Yeah, which is. I'm sure what Scorsese is dealing yeah. with at the moment. Uh-huh. Right. You know, so it's really interesting to see a filmmaker do that and mm-hmm. have it parallel. Yeah. And it's like the whole movie, you, you sympathize with Robert De Niro for being like... Also he's, putting he's, in an incredible yeah, performance. He's like, yep. his through line through the movie is like, he has no direction in life. He went to war and then had like, he went to God, work. and war like, scene. When it flashed like back. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing and I was like, is it just going to keep flashing back until uh-huh. they're like children? Because it did the flashback <laughs> to war and I was <laughs> like, oh, is it going to go back even further? The younger they but, look, the worse the, worst. the yes. visual effects look. But like for the majority of the movie when they're supposed mm-hmm. to be like 20 years ago, yeah, pretty it's, good, pretty it's, damn good. I, yeah. Let's say this about the de-aging is I, I was okay with it but it's, it's got, like, an almost opposite problem. Same but opposite side of the coin of Captain Marvel, where Samuel Jackson's character mm-hmm. has been aged down. But we, you know, we've Still seen... Still runs like a 60-year-old. Yeah, yeah, that that was a problem. But, like, he looks right because Samuel Jackson wasn't in a movie until he was 40, and he was already, like, he had his head shaved. Yeah. So we've always seen him like that. So if you de-age him, he doesn't look that bad. But you know what Pacino and you know what Robert De Niro look like. Like Robert De Niro was in movies since when he was when he was thirty, which he's supposed to be thirty at the begin, like the first flashbacks of the movie. When you see that, he was thirty in Taxi Driver, and they're not using a Taxi Driver face for him. They're using something that's later. And then there was one. There was an uncanny valley moment when it's the Jimmy Hoffa him like talking to those truckers part when Uh he like gets it with like his face didn't Uh stick with him or something there was one part and I I think the part that I noticed the most of the old body moving Mm -hmm. with a young face was when he goes to fight that grocer for his daughter or whatever his like old moving I was like oh real be careful there De Niro part of it's like the posture where you can't fix the fact that he hunches his back and he's over he walks and like he he postures himself like a seventy year old man. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can't hide that with digital face. But that I think said, overall, it, it didn't yeah. it didn't bother me so right. much as the biggest problem I had with it is I couldn't tell how much time had elapsed after like the first couple sequences. Like an hour in, I had to look at the supporting characters who weren't CGI to figure out how much time had passed. Like his daughter right. is the big one. The daughter, yeah. Because I was like, oh, that's his daughter now. I was like, oh, I didn't realize yeah. that much time had passed. You know, there was a lot of controversy with Anna Paquin's character because she has like four or five right. lines in the movie. Barely. She has only two scenes where she speaks, so all of her lines are in those two scenes right. whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought she did such a good job. I thought it was excellent. I thought she did a great job. Like her, she has such an mm-hmm. impactful performance for the few scenes she's in. Because she's a good actress. Some people, I mean, some people think, and people who start dumb arguments like her character being bad, you know, by Martin Scorsese standards, it, they they have this idea that acting is the more you say, the better. Where there's, there's there was a, whole, a person at the Cannes Film uh, Festival that tried to start a fight with Tarantino uh, over the amount of lines that Margot Robbie yeah. had, and he just like ignored it. Because <laughs> yeah, it's like the, the the mark of a good actor isn't how much that they say. You know, that that can be and how they well, deliver they lines. It. Right. It can be like she has to be present in all those scenes and it's like the mark of a good actor, which like she's not always been a good actor, but like in, in things like True Blood, she's not great, but that's a can't be show. But she yeah. won an Oscar at a very young age, you know. She was a child actor with oh, an the Oscar. Piano? Yeah. But it's like uh you can 
an act a good actor can be someone who who like the less you see of them the more it impacts you right like, so, like you hardly yeah. like she does you hardly see her <coughs> and when you do she conveys almost everything with her body language and her face that's what i was going to say the part that i feel like stuck with me the most is the look that she gives him yeah. when she's like talking to him about like where why aren't you worried more about jimmy it's the only it's the only like, lines you have it's like it's like oh yeah i didn't call his wife yet and she's like <gasps> why didn't you call her yeah, and that, that, that look that she gives him there, I was like, that impacted me more like than almost like the whole movie. He's like trying to make up another excuse. He's like, yeah. why didn't you call her? The yeah. scene when he has to call her is so uh-huh. rough. Oh, it's, yeah. he like almost breaks to, oh man, tough, tough. Yeah. I like that I like that movie, but it is, Martin Scorsese has done everything he does in that uh, movie before. Right. It, arguably better in other movies. Yes. Yeah. I, I, did, I, really, I really enjoyed that it saw those characters, every character that you saw, it it showed you through their life. Like I thought it was funny that like in the early parts of the movie, and then it follows through towards the end. But like, as you see, like bit part, like Harvey Keitel is in it, and it's like yeah. it just has like their birth and death date on it. Like when they die, yes, with part, that like, was those were kind of funny. And yeah. It's like that's shot three times in the face. <laughs> uh-huh. so that's it, it says something about like who if you make a, a crime mob movie now, you you are doing it for fun because this the, says everything you need to about the consequences. He's already made Goodfellas, which already condemns the you know the mob mentality, but it shows a different side of it. Right. This is like what happens when you have to live with that for your yeah. whole life. Right. Who who can say anything after that? This right. is like the big. We've done he has the beginning and yeah. end chapter. And I and I guess I'm, my final thought on it is that mm. I don't know if it's really my kind of movie because I haven't really seen any of those mob. Yeah, we've seen oh. Goodfellas. I haven't seen Goodfellas. Oh I haven't God. seen Casino. Right. I haven't that's seen. Gotta, that's got to be next. Classic. Classic. I haven't seen Departed. Which isn't a mob oh. movie, but still, it's. Well, yes, it is. <laughs> oh, over, uh, is it? You yeah, haven't seen know. The Departed, Casino, or Goodfellas. Yeah, the three best mob movies. Right, so that's where I'm like, <laughs> from Scorsese. The, but I still feel like, yeah. even even with all that, I feel like I still have seen all the this before when yeah. watching Irishman. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, it becomes so much part of the the cultural conversation, the pastiches, everything that like you you've seen it. People make fun of it. You've right, seen people do it. homages to it. Right. You know yeah. what it is. Yes. Scorsese has, I think. The thing was, like, people wanted to give Oscars to Scorsese for this because yeah. he's been snubbed so many times. Yeah. And it's like, any other year... Like, if this came out three mm. years ago... Yeah. He would have probably... He would have swept. He would have swept. Yeah. But, like, yeah. this year in particular where they're, like, trying to move in a new direction... Uh-huh. Can't really look in right. the past. Uh, yeah. A bunch of old white men. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, we hit about two and a half hours in. Kenzie and I looked at it. I was like, he should have watched Parasite. <laughs> but we, it was too late. <laughs> And Kenzie doesn't want to watch that movie, so. Give oh. <laughs> <laughs> you right. a bird. Well, is it going to be Andy or Andy? Oh, That's all we got left. Both mine? Yeah. yeah. Both mine? You could have just made just a choice. Chose. Well, no, it'll choose for oh. you. Oh! Right. Wow. So, I went and saw two movies in theaters this, this past week. Mm-hmm. The first one I went and saw was uh, Gretel and Hansel. Oh, Give it to me straight. You said it wrong. Hansel and Gretel, no, Andy. Sammy. Andy. No, Sammy. <laughs> this is a this is a gritty horror reimagining. So and they, it's different. So they flipped it. It's called Gretel and Hansel. All right. And Gretel is the main character, so I guess I would understand why. Yeah. Why yeah. I did that. Yeah. yeah. So I hadn't seen a trailer for this movie going to see it. I, I just, just saw some gross stuff with like a string out of her mouth or something. Yeah. I saw a poster and I saw there were trailers and I knew the the girl from it is mm-hmm. the is yeah, Gretel. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, I and I knew it was. Uh, kind of a creepy horror uh-huh. reimagining of it, which 
go I was like, okay, this is probably gonna be pretty cliche. Mm-hmm. Like that story is already kind of creepy, so I'm sure it'll just be like. And it was a PG thirteen uh, mm-hmm. version of it, so I didn't okay. have a ton of high hopes for it. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? I have the AMCA list. What's it gonna hurt? Oh, uh, do you? Yeah. Wow. I can go see three movies a week. Oh my god. For the price of one. Wow. That's insane. So, That's yeah. crazy. So I was like, why the fuck not? Let's go see Gretel and Hansel. And uh, it was better than I thought. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I think that it's... The tone is very strange for mm. different parts of the movie. So I heard that the tone kind of... Like, there's a point where it's like Mandy almost. Out of nowhere. <laughs> yes. And I think those are the parts that work better for me. Okay. Sure. Because parts felt like... If it, it w- any movie makes you think of Mandy, it's doing it right. <laughs> So it's strange because there are moments of this movie that feel like Wes Anderson directed The Witch. Wow. Because it's very, like, quirky, huh. old English. Uh-huh. Okay. And, like, Gretel and Hansel are, like, siblings and they get kicked out of their... Their mom basically goes insane and is like, mm. get the fuck out or I'm gonna kill you. Like, trying to make her kids leave so she doesn't lose her mind and kill them. Mm. Okay. And so they have to go and so Gretel tries to, like, get jobs working for other, like, rich people, but she keeps turning them down because they're dicks. And, mm-hmm. But she has to feed, like, her brother. So mm-hmm. eventually, of course, they make it to the woods where there is a creepy uh, woman living, uh, you know, the witch, basically. The and she gives the them witch? everything they wanted, but it's it's not what you think. Candy. And sufficiently creepy. Yeah. I think the parts where this movie is the best is when it's trying to be straight up scary. Because mm-hmm. it is scary. In the vein of, like, horror tone... Creepiness mm-hmm. like Hereditary, yeah, sure. like The Witch, like it's definitely delivering. Wait, on... uh-huh. you like Hereditary? I love Hereditary. <laughs> I fucking love Hereditary. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I hate that. Uh, but I think it delivers on that. And then there are parts where they go outside, and it was like, oh, they ran out of budget, so let's mm. put up a red light in the woods and play some techno, and it's gonna feel like Mandy for a little bit. Oh my god. <laughs> but then there are scenes where like uh, Gretel has nightmares at night, and it's really like scary, creepy imagery of. Uh, Hansel being like eaten by a witch Ooh. and then mm. it turns out that, like you, you find out that all the food that they've been eating is actually like the intestines of dead children that oh, she's been yeah. turning into food like yeah. it's really creepy but I did like the, they take it in a way are you guys going to see it? I want to yeah so I think it it was not what I was expecting mm. a cliche Hansel and Gretel story to sure. be and well it that's was because fit- it's Gretel and Hansel sorry yeah. uh, and <laughs> it, it definitely went not in the way I thought it was gonna. Okay. And it's the it when it's cool and creepy, it's cool and creepy. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it takes a long time starting off. Of, it's bumpy to get mm-hmm. there. Once it gets there, it's sufficiently creepy. I saw the biggest cool. thing I saw online about it was was some critics being like, "I really enjoyed it for what it was, but I don't know what executive saw yeah. it and went, why this should go wide release, absolutely. three thousand screens because this is absolutely like an indie horror movie that yes, like why this is something that could have played at a film festival and been yeah. like, that's cool, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I was surprised it it felt like a very indie movie, yeah, hmm. to be playing so wide, mm. yeah, but right. uh, enjoyable enough if you're into that I sort like, of thing. I like horror, I want to see it, I was excited to see it. But I, I, I had heard mixed things about it. I would say you don't have to rush to the theater to see it. Sure. Wait, you, so you can watch it on a streaming service. Okay. And we'll do but it for I would our, our next Halloween. It's, <laughs> it's weird and creepy, and, uh-huh. you know, a lot of PG-13 horror movies are not good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they, they pull back on the scares. It's, it's too, yeah, it's and too kitty fine. And I think that this one is sufficiently creepy enough while still uh-huh. maintaining a PG-13. So. Cool. 
Yeah. All right. All right. Let's see Give what the last, one the last one's gonna be. Well, the last one. So you really funny. Just, just, just talk anyway. The, the so other and, movie Andy, I'm gonna go see this on Friday. Convince me that I shouldn't go just see Parasite. Well, I mean that's a hard argument because <laughs> I'm just kidding. You should see Parasite. Right. You should uh, just let me lend you my Blu-ray of Parasite. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and go see which because movie? Because I loved Birds of Prey. Yes, I also was very excited to see this. But wait, is it called Birds of Prey? It is not. It's called now. Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of Harley Quinn. But, wait, but it's not. No, it's, it's not, not that, anymore. that anymore. I either. can't believe this. Because <laughs> they changed it again. The weekend after it came out, it's now called Harley Quinn colon Birds, Birds of, of Prey. Prey. That's it's a, so stupid. I honestly didn't like, and you were saying that you did like, did you like the it, original title? I, I didn't like it. I think it's funny, but I think the better title is Harley Quinn Birds of Prey. Okay. But I think to do that after opening weekend is stupid. It's a right. it's a Edge of Tomorrow situation. Edge of Tomorrow, what was the other title? Live, Die, Repeat. That's, well, that's right. That's the real title of right. Live, Die, Repeat. <laughs> right, I remember that Edge too. Edge of Tomorrow is a stupid nothing name. So. Oh, I thought it was the other way around. No. It's Live, Die, Repeat. That's the real name of it that they changed it oh, to. Oh, I thought it was Edge of Tomorrow, but then they wanted to make sure people knew what it was, so they said Live, Die, Repeat. The tagline was Live, Die, Repeat. Yeah, and then they right. made that, that when you buy the... it now. Yeah. It, says when it came out on Blu-ray. Right, Edge yeah. of Tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Right. So. That's what I thought, yeah. Two, three years ago? Back when did Suicide Squad come out? Uh, I don't want to remember. But I we went, seen it. You we went for your birthday. Yeah. And that movie was bad. It was a bad That's time. actively why I have not watched When was the last time we went and saw... I think Scott Pilgrim was the last time we went and saw a movie for... I was my, there! Yeah. ...my birthday that was a good movie. That's yeah. so funny. <laughs> yes, because we went and saw Fan Four Stick for your birthday. Yes, and that was garbage. Did we go to a movie this year? Uh, I don't think we did. I don't think we did, no. Anyway. That's so funny that I was so incidentally I went, also there for that screen. Yeah, Scott you were. Pilgrim without like, without being friends with you guys. Raven's two rows in front of us. Hey, Raven. Suicide Squad was a bad film. Yes. The best part of that film, in my opinion is Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. I don't think they did great things with her character, no. but her as Harley Quinn is like perfect casting. She loves the Joker. No. Yeah. Yeah, that's the That's problem. the worst part of that character. Yes, right. Yeah. Birds of Prey is exactly what I wanted Suicide Squad to be. Good. It is funny. It is... Uh, it, I heard it's kind of their Deadpool. It is their Deadpool. Yeah. It's, it's not as raunchy as Deadpool. Sure. It's still a very hard R. But it I is think, really? Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. For, because the violence, all the action is done by the some of the guys who did all the action sequences for John Wick. Oh, so all perfect. Of the, all of the action sequences are fucking awesome. Cool. Uh-huh. Like, they're really cool. You can see everything. They're really well shot. They're inventive. There's a whole, like, car chase with her on roller skates, and she's flying between different cars. That's awesome. Uh-huh. All of the different characters are really cool and It's a female director. It's a female director, female writer. Mm-hmm. It's female-led. Uh-huh. And, you know... A lot of times with movies like that, you can get a little over on the their marketing. It is girl power. It is yeah. in your face. And I feel like there's a way to do that without pissing off your audience. Yeah. I think this movie does it best. Because, cool. Awesome. Because it's not So like, I guess that was part of my It's, it's not the I'm just a girl trailer. Right, it's yes. not the I'm just a girl. Yeah, the trailers almost Captain made it Marvel. seem kind of yes. like that. And, yeah. I, and I agree with that. And I was a little worried about going in that it was just going to be like girl power with no substance. Uh-huh. But you care about... You care about all these women. They have believable relationships with each other. It's funny because everybody hates Harley Quinn, but they all are like in a situation where they have to work together. Uh-huh. Right? I would say um, they all have believable relationships with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like they don't really like each other, but they got a that's <laughs> work. a working relationship. Yeah, um, I know that a lot of the movie has to come down to like Ewan McGregor is playing is representative of the worst parts of uh, the male species. Uh, <laughs> how is he in the movie? 
amazing. He's great. playing an over-the-top comic book villain. He is losing his goddamn mind. <laughs> great. And it's great. He's hilarious. He's a psychopath. I want him to play bad guys more often because he is having such a fun time doing it. Honestly, and I didn't learn this until like a couple days ago, I think almost like when I decided, okay, we're going to go see it for Valentine's Day, was all you had to tell me that Ramona Flowers is in this movie. Yeah, Mary Hunter, I did not know yeah. that. She's I've really heard a lot good. of people say she's like the MVP other than Margaret Robbie. Yeah. The problem is she's not in the movie that much. Ah, okay. She's, she, she, she wasn't in the trailer. I was like, what? She I didn't even know. I, would, I guess not in a clear enough yeah, shot for sure, me yeah. to realize that it was Ramona Flowers. Yeah. She's great as Huntress. And uh, Black Canary is awesome. Yeah. And Rosie Perez is a uh, detective. I saw that she was in the movie. She's awesome. Uh, she wears a t-shirt. That I see you can buy, and I want to buy it because uh-huh. it's such a funny t I won't tell you what it is, but okay. you know what t-shirt I'm talking Perfect. about. It's so good. Um, yeah, it's really funny. Uh, Margot Robbie breaks the fourth wall all the time. Mm-hmm. The whole thing starts with like a cartoon. The whole movie like starts with a cartoon backstory of Harley Quinn. Ah, nice. So you get everything. I so will... it feels like, it sounds like Deadpool. Yeah, and I like that the whole movie is her, the fact, her coming to terms with her entire identity is the Joker's girl. Ah, right. And everybody knows her as the Joker's girlfriend. And how does she liberate? And how does she basically prove to people she's more than that? Right. Mm-hmm. She has a PhD. Yeah. You know, she is like a capable person. That's like the, but she went a little crazy. Exactly. The yeah. origin like, story of Harley Quinn from the Batman animated series where she was created was like she was a very like talented, yeah. smart person who the Joker corrupts into an insane person. And I yes. think it's really funny in this movie because there will be times where she'll just like some like uh-huh. really deep psychological like uh-huh. talk to someone yeah. it's like oh yeah because she was a therapist <laughs> yeah. and then they just move on from it uh, mm-hmm. the soundtrack's really good it does have one really cringy like slow uh, piano cover of hit me with your best shot and oh. I think that's the low point of the soundtrack <laughs> uh, but the rest of the soundtrack's really good it's really funny the action sequences are great I loved it my biggest problem with the movie and mm-hmm. this is semi-spoiler but you won't be that upset about it you just have to say it. Yeah. So, okay. uh, Ewan McGregor's right-hand man, like his his henchman, mm. is just like, like he's a creepy dude, he's a generic henchman, he does, he like peels off people's faces for Ewan McGregor, because that's like so his sweet. Shit, is that he, cool. pe- so he does all he's his He's a face peeler. This guy's a, he's <laughs> is creepy. that his name? Face yes. peeler. Face peeler. He's creepy, he doesn't have a whole ton of lines, and he's essentially just like generic henchman yeah. uh-huh. yeah. Ewan McGregor. Sure. You find out like three fourths into the movie, they drop his name, and he's Zaz. He's Victor Zaz. Oh. And I and I'm like, why'd they just make him a generic henchman? Because it's like that's kind of a cool Batman character. Right. And and he has like a whole monologue where he's like, you see all these scars I got? I cut yeah. myself for every bird that I've uh, set for a year or something like that. Right. And it's like, yeah, but Zaz is a cooler character than yeah. this guy. Like, just make I him. I was a gonna generic ask, henchman. how is I gonna how how do I, how am I gonna feel in this movie being a huge Batman fan? So uh, that part will be bring me down. Yeah, but overall, I think there's a lot of cool Easter eggs to Gotham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I do, and there is something at the end of the credits, so you might want to stay through the whole thing. Okay, um, but I think no, I'm gonna walk out halfway through. <laughs> I think this movie and Shazam and Wonder Woman all are like the three best movies in the nice. DCEU right now yeah. because. They tell their own story first, and then drop hints a to tie in story second. Tie yeah. it into the uh, bigger. So cool. Birds of Prey is, is they are telling their own story, mm-hmm. and basically what happened was Margot Robbie was in Suicide Squad, said Harley deserves a better movie, mm-hmm. started her own production. That's company, I say this is her thing. Became the producer, mm-hmm. so she was able to fund and produce it under uh-huh. her 
her like studio that she produced. You love to see it. She got to do it. She got to hire a female director, mm-hmm. female writers. She got to hire the right John Wick people to do all the action. Like she got to make the Harley Quinn movie that she wanted. Yeah. Right. And this is what the Suicide Squad movie that you wanted is this. Great. Yeah. Well, I'll support it. I'll go see it. It's I loved it. And I'm upset that it is the poorest performing DCU mm-hmm. movie because people hated Suicide Squad. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a hard thing to come because it technically is a sequel to Suicide Squad. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to follow that, right? So, so they're really gonna need James Gunn to to step it up to redeem Suicide Squad as a franchise. I mean, I was not excited about this movie at all when it first was announced because I don't. I'm not a huge Harley Quinn fan. I just don't. Even though Margot Robbie did an amazing Harley Quinn, I just don't really like Harley Quinn. And I think it's part because she's Joker's boyfriend. So that's cool to know. Joker's girlfriend. Joker's girlfriend. Joker's girlfriend. I mean, that's, right. you and that's, got a lot and that's, of cringy people like being like they're the greatest love story of all time. Right? Like, no, yeah, they're no, not yeah. supposed no, to. Not be. At all. It's a, no, yeah, it's exactly. presented from day one. It was presented and that's how as, like, she's a presented. Story. And that's how yeah. she's presented in Suicide Squad. So yeah. that's yeah. why I was and like, that's I don't why I think enjoy this movie is great and... because it's absolutely her emancipating herself from it great. and being the best parts of Harley Quinn are all on full display in this movie. Sweet, great. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. Do they? Oh God. Yes or no question, and that's all you get to say. Do they tell what happens to the Joker? Do they say anything about that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Cool. I'll tell you what I think next podcast, because I'll see it on Friday. All right. Yay. And that's the end of our wheel. Hell yeah. Did it. Two hours. We made it. We normally do these in two hours. Yeah. All right. Well, amazing. TJ TJ died halfway through, but other than that, we made it. I guess that's it for another week of never seen any of this. Yeah. Raymond. They want to send us an email. What would uh, what would the email address be? The email address email. would be email address. Never seen any of this pod at gmail.com. and you can send us you know positive messages, negative messages, any messages. I'm yeah. lonely. Uh, <laughs> just, they, every time I open the inbox, all I get are messages uh, telling me to check out what's new on Twitter at cool. our Twitter address, which is NSAOT Pod. Wow, look at how you did that. Yeah, wow. <laughs> beautiful. That's how you can contact with us. We love emails. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, yeah for sure. We know there's people out there listening. Tell us what you think about yeah. the show. Yeah. Give don't us be shy. A, give us a I review. don't care if it's negative. Just tell us. Or give, give tell us, us what s- you want us to watch. I yeah. mean, whatever. Yeah, give us recommendations. Just give us a star review on whatever you listen to, and it actually does help uh, bring attention. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. We'll be back next week probably watching a real movie. Uh, a real movie? Well, I mean, because none of what we just watched was a real movie. We'll God be back to our Andy. regular format, is what I mean, Sammy. Maybe. Yeah. Don't spoil it. Maybe. All right. Well, until then, that's been another episode of Never Seen Any of This. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.